Hey folks, Chris here, and what you're about to hear is kind of an extended edition of my odyssey of going into New York City to meet Scott Bakula at his current play, The Connector, which is playing at the MCC Theater uh, in New York City. We did a video chat between Albie and Suzanne Smiley and John Irons and myself just talking about the entire wonderful night. And uh, you might have heard a shorter version of this on one of the previous episodes of the podcast, but it really is an epic tale that deserves a podcast of its own. So so when you're done listening to this, you can go watch it on the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash the Quantum Leap Podcast, where you'll get to see my smiling face, the beautiful Albert Mark Burge, the devilishly handsome John Irons, and the lovely Suzanne Smiley, all people worth looking at. And of course, the centerpiece of it all, the piece de resistance, the Q&A with Scott. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy. This is Scott Bakula, and you're listening to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Hello, Leapers, and welcome back to the Quantum Leap Podcast. I'm Albie, and I have my friends here with me today. We have Christopher. Hi. John Irons. Hello. And Suzanne Smiley. Hey. And these are my friends that just happened to go see Scott Bakula live. His Quantum Leap fan Q&A after The Connector, the live performance of The Connector. I wasn't able to go yet because of prior contractual obligations. So uh, my friends are here to tell me all about their evening and what they thought of The Connector and what else they did that day. So uh, uh, I just want to know everything because I don't know that much. Uh, I'll start with you, Chris. Tell me about the time in New York City seeing Scott Bakula live at The Connector. Scott, Scott, who I got to see John Irons live at the connector. <laughs> that is true. So uh, we posted a picture. We I signed a, I signed a thing. It was really cool. <laughs> love love meeting the fans. I'm going to have it framed. <laughs> so, um, no. Uh, so this came about as, as I don't know if everybody knows the backstory, but JD Schwartz, who is Scott's longtime publicist contacted you, Albie about coming to this show um the whole reason for us being invited in the first place was because this was a show specifically for the leapers so um not only was it a matinee performance of the connector the new show that scott is singing and acting and dancing and it's terrific by the way um but they had a q a after the performance uh with jd and scott and uh, Scott was talking to the fans and then um, he had a meet and greet after that where he was signing stuff and taking pictures and, uh, you know, just the whole Megillah. It was almost like being at a con. It was like it was like a Broadway show, a panel and then a meet and greet. It was it was something else. So um, that was the whole reason why we originally were invited to go was to sort of promote that, help promote the connector. And then uh, it was going to be you and me, Albie. You were going to come, but uh, you had a conflict, and we were figuring out what are we going to do. Here's the first thing. The second you said, I can't come, I was deer in the headlights because like, okay, I'm going to go, but you guys are expecting me to record this. I have like, I have a, a Galaxy S9 and to me, it's my new phone. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know what, how I'm going to record it. I don't know what the setup is over there. And, you know, I, being from a broadcast background, I'm like, I, I don't, I got to figure out, like, maybe I can rent a rig. Maybe I can do something like hook into the theater system, whatever. But that was sort of besides the point. I said, okay, I'll just have to go on the fly and figure out what I'm going to do. But, you know, 
we, we have all these extra seats because not only were you and I going to see the show with Scott, but since you were going to be in the city, we were going to uh, go see Back to the Future, the musical as well. And those were seats that you couldn't take back. You couldn't exchange. You, so I was like, what, what are we going to do? And um, I just, I had a thought and I said, you know what, John, John Irons, John might want to come. He's close enough. And uh, so I contacted you, John, like we're, out of the blue, what we turned this around in about an hour and 45 minutes. It was from, do you want to do this to. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was like, uh, do you think you can, uh, do you think you can get up here? I was like, I, I mean, I guess technically I suppose I could like the, the biggest issue would be if I had uh, like that, that was a weekend that I didn't have the kids. So I was, I was clear on that front. Do I have any other plans? No, not really. But even if I had any other plans, like, like, <laughs> You know what? What other plan is going to compare to <laughs> to a a random trip to uh, a random last minute trip to uh, to New York to meet uh, uh, like legit like one of a very good friend Chris, even though I never actually met my good friend Chris, uh, to go see Scott Bakula in a play and and Back to the Future the musical. Just like no, like I don't care what my other plans were. Like the only thing that might have stopped me is if I had the kids, and even then, honestly. I would have, I would have worked it out with the ex. I'm like, you know, we need to trade a weekend. <laughs> I'll take an extra night. There's no problem. You got to share your uh, secret with me, John. <laughs> uh, I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> uh, like we're in, a, we're in an okay place right now. You know, a month ago or a month from now, it might have been a different story. We, we're okay right now. Um. So yeah, so he reached out. I was like, "Do you think you can make it up here?" I was like, "Yeah, I think I can. Let me let me let me move some things around. I can." So yeah, so uh, and then the question was, uh, "Okay, am I going to drive? Am I going to spend the night? If I spend the night, I'm going to I'm going to stay with Chris. If I don't spend the night, am I driving back? Like, or or am I taking the train?" So, but again, all of this was kind of the how was 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 tertiary <laughs> to the to the yes. So, uh, you know, but I, I will say that uh, Mr. DeFilippis was the consummate host. Uh, uh, he 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 met me on the train. We did we did the, <laughs> the European kiss. I'm kidding. We didn't. <laughs> no, it, was, it was full on tongue. If I had thought of it, I only got a I, hug. I only got a hug. I got a hug. If I if I had thought of it, I I, I really would have done like the little, but I, it didn't even occur to me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so so we, we met at the train, and we and because uh, he because he said, yeah. So um, when you when you come up, let's bring up, you know, if you happen to have any kind of recording equipment like portable stuff, um, you know, bring that. I was like, sure. Uh, so and I did. I ended up taking the train. Uh, so he met me at the at um, Penn Station, and uh, I had my laptop, and I had like this gallon Ziploc bag of <laughs> random uh, mics and like cords and uh, like hubs and, and and whatnot. I think we, and I don't think I ended up using any of it actually. Like we, re we recorded it um, with my phone and uh, my laptop. I guess, I guess I connected. You did connect one of the mics. Yeah, I connected. I connected the, the mic that I'm speaker. using now. Actually, the the, the mic yeah. that I normally podcast with. I ended up. I, I used that in the laptop, but you know, 
Yeah. The, all the rest of that bag, I could have just left it home. <laughs> and a delightful bonus to all this was when we knew that we were going, when I knew that I was going, Suzanne reached out to me because she was going. So she's just like, you know, I'm going to be there too. So let's meet up. And I'm like, yes, yeah, certainly, of course, because Suzanne, before this, you and I hadn't met either, but we hosted together on one of the iterations of A Little Miracle. Yeah. So, I mean, well, how... How did you come about this? Like, did you just hear about the show on online or? Yeah. When I first found out about it, it was probably like back in, I think October, like when, when they first mentioned it and I was like, well, I'm going like, you know, I, I, I live only like an hour and a half, two hours by train. And I was like, I, I, I know I'm going. Um, and I really, really, really wanted my best, like Scott Bakula fan friend to come with me, but she lives in Tennessee and I already knew that she had health problems. Um, she's actually getting over, um, uh, she had, uh, cancer over the summer. And so like, yeah, so she, she was feeling better and, you know, it was still kind of touch and go, but we were like, okay, look, we, you know, we're going to do this. She was finally was like. I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. Like we bought the plane tickets, like we're doing this. And, and, and every, it was a, a real roller coaster of a ride because at the time, like I, when we weren't sure we were going to go, Albie's like, well, I'm going. And I'm like, okay, well, like maybe if she can't go, maybe like, you know, Albie's like, I have an, I have a friend who can maybe take the extra ticket. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Like we will have fun. Like you, me and Chris, like we'll go. And like, you know, and, and he, and Albie's like, well, well, Chris and I got these tickets for back in the future. And like, you want to come, like, we'll all go together and like, we'll have this great time. And I'm thinking like, yeah, but if I get these tickets, then I'm kind of like deciding that like my friend is definitely not coming with us. So like, I kind of held off on the tickets and you know hoping that my friend would like come through at the last minute and then like she did it and and um and then like i forget when it was but it was like right it was like right after christmas we were excited for about a week we had the plane tickets and everything and then she got the flu and then it turned into pneumonia um and then it was like she's like i'm i'm not i'm not gonna be able to do it Um. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, we'll still have fun. I'm like, Albie, you, me, and Chris, we're still going to have fun. Like, we'll, we're, you know, it's, and then Albie's like, I'm not going. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so now my friend Jesse's not going. Albie's not going. And I'm like, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, I was still holding out hope that maybe my friend would, 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 you know, get over the flu. No, the flu turned into pneumonia and like, she was like sick for a whole month. And so I was like, okay. So then my, my BFF forever, like for like this one years, Ray, he, he said, you know, look, I'll go with you. Like, and, you know, and, and I felt really good about him saying he'd come because like, we've gone to New York many, many times. He's, he was the first person ever like took me to New York. Um, and he has like a really good sense of direction. So I was like, I'll never get lost if he's with me. Um, so, um, he, you know, said he'd go and I was like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. This is great. So at least I know I have someone to take the other ticket, um, to that show. So I tell Chris, like, it was like the night before. And, and I said, look, I have another, I have a friend. We're going to, we're definitely going, um, you know, let me know. I actually reached out to both Chris, um, and Albie and said, 
um, you know, let me know if you need any help. Um, I, I uh, actually, I just gotten this uh, brand new uh, Pixel, Google Pixel camera for Christmas. And, um, uh, and part of the reason why I had decided to keep it was because I figured it would be great for recording this Q&A that we were going to be going to. Um, so um, that was part of the, a large part of why I had uh, chosen it. Um, so, so we, um, I, I reached out to, to uh, both Chris and Albie and said, Hey, you know, um, I'm going and, you know, like, if you need me to help out with that, you need to be record it or whatever. And um, they both said, great. You know, Albie said, reach out to Chris, reach out to Chris. Chris said, Hey, that's, that's awesome. And by the way, I have an extra ticket to the back of the future musical. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so I was like, uh, well, I have my friend that's coming with me. And I was thinking like, I don't know how we're going to like do this. If now I have another person coming and I don't know how I'm going to, so I just decided for the heck of it just to see what tickets were available. And it just so happened that like that whole row right next to the tickets that were already purchased was empty at the time. So I told my friend, I was like, hey, would you like to go see Back in the Future? He's like, sure. So <laughs> we just went ahead and bought the tickets like the night before and then all like went up to New York and um and uh yeah just took the train in the morning got there um walked through times square actually passed the back to the future theater on the way um and uh just kind of like made our way got to the theater uh, pretty much right on time and um first person i saw pretty much when i got there because it's a huge line of huge throng of people we walk in the door um i turn around there's chris <laughs> And I'm like, Chris! And he's like, Suzanne! And he gives me this huge hug. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just awesome. So that was two hugs I had. Uh, and the full-on French kiss with John. But uh, no, it, it, was, it was great because um, I had not been to the city in the daytime in quite a while. I usually go in the evenings. And um, this is a theater that is on the west side. So you came up mm -hmm. through Times Square. You passed the yes. Winter Garden Theater where Back to the Future is. Um, this is the MCC Theater. It is in Hell's Kitchen in the West 50s. So you got it. I think it's like 53rd and 10th. So John and I took the subway up to Columbus Circle, and then we made our way back down 8th Avenue. And, uh, you know, it was really easy to find. And the funny thing was it has an... an has a stage door entrance and a regular entrance. So we didn't know which was which. So John and I, we finally, we found the theater. We found the atrium where we're supposed to be. And I said, I think the entrance is that way. And he said, no, I think it's this way. I said, well, let me go my way. Let's see. <laughs> and we'll, well, and here's the funny thing. Um, John was right. The entrance was on the other side, but we went around and it was a stage door and standing in front of the stage door is someone that I've met on Long Island you know, uh, at least twice. He used to come to uh, Icon, uh, which was the science fiction convention in Stony Brook a lot. And L.I. Who, which was, or L.I. Geek, uh, they, which turned into L.I. Who, which was a smaller con that happened after Stony Brook's Icon disbanded. His name is Edwin Thrower. And Albie, I don't know if you remember this. Um, we had Edwin on an episode of 112263. Mm -hmm. 
uh, he was a guest host and he didn't know that the skipper and I treatment were, he, he was just like, his wife, so you're going to be on what a podcast. And he said, yeah, it should take me about 20 minutes, a half an hour. Of course it was a four hour show. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I'm walking and I just see this guy looking at his phone and I was like, Oh my God, I was like, Edwin, Edwin. And he looks up and he goes, Oh my God, Chris, like he recognized me right away. He was waiting by the stage door to see Scott. And um, he had some stuff because I guess that's what he does. Edwin is like super fan. Like he goes to everything that he can. He knows the ins and outs, how to find the people and how to meet them and how to see them. So he told me he had been waiting there since what? What's it had to be about what one o'clock at this point, John? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. And he said that he had been waiting there since night. eleven, eleven thirty. Yeah. You know, so um, so we touched base with him. I told him that I would go around the front because I had to go see Jay. I had to find Jay and sell, you know, and the people, the the PR firm that was representing the theater. Uh, also, I needed to touch base with them to get the tickets and to ask them about recording, because, again, to reiterate, we were there ostensibly to record this thing to help promote the show. And between us, we have like three busted phones, half a mic, <laughs> a couple of tripods, and, and who knows what. <laughs> so I'm like praying, praying that when I get to the front of the theater, I can find the PR reps and I can say, hey, it would be amazing if we could just jack into the sound system for the theater. I know that if, if Scott and Jay are going to be mic'd, it's got to go through a board somewhere. There's got to be a way that I can pick it up. And they were just like, no, no, we're not <laughs> recording it. You can't. I was like, all right. So what do we do? But they were very courteous. I'll tell you that. Um, so just I'm, I'm kind of skipping. But so we go around the front. That's where I met Susan. And um, it was amazing to me how quickly it happened because I expected to have to sort of look around or whatever. But just like this, this congruence of, of fandom and GTFW, it brought us all together at the exact same moment. It was so weird because not only was Suzanne right there, but um, Karen was there as well. Karen Saxon, who I had also been going back and forth with. She said that she was coming. She she um, had been uh, i don't know that she's ever contributed to the qlp but she's a longtime fan and i've I've spoken to her a number of times over the years she's she's responded to some of the shows that we've done stuff like that and uh and she was standing right outside too so it was really just a nice little small gathering of friends as much as it was this big event to see scott so i get into the into the theater and jd is like right there and he's he's impossible to miss if you know what he looks like and you know he's standing next to a nice gentleman in a blazer and uh, I asked the guy, uh, you know, first I said hi to Jay and um, I asked the guy, I said, okay, we're here to record. He said, well, you have to ask the PR people. I said, oh, you're not with the PR people. He said, no, I'm with the theater. I said, okay. So I said, where he said, they're going to be over there where the ticket window is. So um, I finally, I get up and there's this, this woman who I, I, I don't remember her name, but she had the tickets and I told her who I was and she gave me the tickets and she said, all right, enjoy the show. And I said, well, wait a minute. I mean, we're here to record the performance, uh, the Q&A, not the performance. And she said, oh, I don't know if you can do that. I said, what? <laughs> I said, you know, that's where, again, ostensibly, that's the entire reason we're here. And uh, I mean, that's why they invited us. So, oh, yeah, I don't know. I have to check with with the. Uh, you know, with my manager, whatever she, but I, I'll have to clear that. I was just like, all right. Uh, so what do I, you know, so I'm sitting in like, 
What, you know what? <laughs> is this going to turn out to be a nice day in the city? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, they, they, they did finally get their heads together, and they, they said, yeah. And then Jay came over, and he said, yeah, they're with Quantum Leap Podcast. And I did ask them, and yeah, please just give them what accommodation you can. Make what accommodation you can for them. So that's when I asked about the board, and they were like, no, we can't, we can't get you that kind of access. And I was like, all right. So, so John and I get into the theater and now it's like gorilla, like my TV producer days are coming back. I'm getting the lay of the theater. I'm getting the lay. I'm looking where the speakers are. I'm looking where we could stand in an unintrusive spot. It was very impressive to watch him. (laughs) But but just so that we could figure out where we could stand and not block anybody, but also do what we had to do, you know? And they wanted to shove us sort of back by the door where you came in on a little stool, but like right behind us, there's an upper level. And there was this table, like just this empty table, like a folding table, right under a speaker with an unobstructed view of the stage. The second I saw it, I said, that's there. So the guy says, okay, here, here's the stool. You can put this thing on the stool and you have it. I said, no, there's a table up there. And he's like, okay, well, we'll see. And I'm just like, oh, okay, you know what? At this point, <laughs> I'm just going to sit down <laughs> and I'm going to watch the show. And then we'll see what happens with the Q&A, you know? So... I mean, here's the other funny thing, Alvy. Yeah. I, because we only had the two seats, right? And you and Rennie were going to take those two seats. So I purchased my own ticket. So I not only had the press tickets, I had my own ticket. And um, we were carrying a bunch of stuff. And as I told John... Uh, when, when we were planning all this out, I said, what are you bringing? And he's like, well, what are you bringing? And I said, I bring as little as possible. Like if I go to the city and I have more than my money clip and my key fob, I get aggravated. Like, I don't want to carry anything. And, uh, so I was just like, we had, we had this stuff and I had the thing to sign and we had, uh, you know, and the seat that I bought was one row ahead and one seat over from where I was sitting. So there was a, you know, just right there in the middle. And I just, I leaned over, I pushed it down. I put my coat on there. I put my bag on there. I put everything that we had, I put it on there. And the lady next to me, like next to the seat, she's like, what are you doing? I said, I said, well, technically this is my seat. I bought it, but I'm not going to be sitting in it. She said, oh, really? Can I put my coat there? I was like, sure. The more the merrier. (laughs) So all of our stuff had a seat as well. But uh, so I was glad that it was like serendipitous, you know? So, um, and, and from that point, I mean, that's all the, the, the preamble, the show, the show started about what, 15 minutes after that. Now I think we should all, yeah, yeah, we should all react to that. I mean, I've been talking a lot, but why don't we get some, some reviews of the show and like how, how to unfold it. And what did you guys think? It was amazing. (laughs) Uh, Um, uh, it was, it was amazing. I mean, like, I was going there for Scott Bakula regardless. Um, and, and I mean, you know, I, I've seen a lot of really good stuff that he's been in. I've seen a lot of eh, stuff that he's been in and I can always find something good to say about it, no matter what it is. But I don't think I was prepared to be as blown away by it as I was. I, I I mean the music, the the acting, the everything. Um I I was so just like excited and and you could see just 
the people around me, I mean, they were like dancing in their seats. Uh, it was just like so just energizing. Um, it, uh, I, I don't want to get like jump too far ahead, but I, the, the information just was announced, I think today or maybe yesterday, um, that there's going to be a soundtrack album. And, uh, when somebody had asked that during the Q and A and Scott was like, well, I can't really say, but I can't really not say basically. And like everybody cheered, like we kind of knew that sounded like that was going to happen. And I'm so excited about that because like, I want to listen to the music over and over and over again. If I can't see it again, I, I definitely want to listen to it again. And, and, and Scott was in it. I, I mean, I, I, he was on stage, like, I don't know, 75% of the time, I, you know, I, I'd say, you know, and, and even if he wasn't saying something, he was there. And um, I was in the second row. So like, it was like, everything was like right there, <laughs> like right in front of your face. So it was, it was, it was pretty amazing. And um, I mean, if I have a chance to go again before it ends, I would. Um, I'm just not sure if I'll get a chance to, but I, I just, I loved every minute of it. And I mean, I, and, and like the, uh, the lead, the lead actor and actress, like I, I thought that they like the scenes that they were together, like the, um, they, they were, they were strong, powerful, even I'd say adorable together. Like <laughs> just like everything was just, I don't know. It was just, it was just amazing. I, I loved it. I agree with all of that. It was fantastic. Um, so when I knew we were coming to see the play, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an optimistic person, but I've also been to a lot of plays. Uh, and, um, you know, I was, my, my big worry wasn't that Scott wasn't going to be good. I wasn't worried about Scott being good. My worry was that the play was going to be okay or mediocre and not that we're doing press for them, but you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to be like, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to have to lie. <laughs> Frankly, I wouldn't want to have to embellish. Well, like if the play was, was, meh i was like well you know it's pretty good and i like this and i like this but you know overall uh, no i can i can <laughs> that's why i'm not really good at showbiz because i'm not good at lying like that uh but no i can i can completely wholeheartedly honestly say it was an amazing play it was really 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 good like i like i would not be surprised that like tony nomination's good for this for this uh for this play like i, I was like and it's so smart. It's so smart. Like the music is great and the acting is phenomenal. Like, you know, it 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 pulls you through every emotion. Um and I'm and it's also it's it's tough to review it without spoiling anything. Um but it's like earlier today even or or yesterday, I realized um no pun intended, a connection that the play did. And, and, you know, we can talk about it after the, after we finish recording, I realized something that it did. And Albie, I guess you'll have to mute me, but uh, I realized something that the play did that was so meta. I didn't even realize it until like 
a few hours ago. It's that, but it, like it was absolutely intentional. It was really, 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 really good. Yeah, um, and the fact that they, you're they, still they thinking about a, it at that level too, right? It's just hmm? it's still lingering with you at that level where you're it having is. a revelation about it two and a half weeks later. It is, you know? and like the songs. It was the kind of musical that I enjoy more in that the songs were really integrated into um, the story. It wasn't like, you know, um, so here's this woman and then and then there's a song about her hopes and dreams. And then like, and here's this town. And then there's a song about the, like, no, like the, 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 the songs in this musical were just dialogue set to music. Um, be it internal or external, it was it was dialogue. It, it absolutely moved the story forward, every single one of them. Um, and there was such a variety of of music too. Like that's the other thing that I don't that that annoys me about some musicals. It's like it's the same kind of song, but this had a this had a huge swath of uh, genre, and it, and it all was appropriate to the scene and to the characters. It was it was chef kiss. Now, Chris, longtime listeners, viewers of all of our shows that we do would know, would really know that you're an opera guy, but I'm yeah. a Broadway musical guy. I love musicals. Every musical, the, the good ones, the bad ones. I it's enjoy because you have all. no taste. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, when I heard Scott Bakula and musical, I was like, oh, I want to go so bad. But, you know, it's it's a big it's a big thing. And then uh, then then J.D. Schwartz called me and said, hey, you want tickets? And I was like, ah, the universe is telling me just do it and go. Right. So I was like, how could I not with all these things combined? So I was like, OK, going to do it. Unfortunately, it didn't work out the first time. Um, but so you're not a musical guy. So no. <laughs> when, when I nope. said I'm going, I want you to go with us and this is what we're going to do. And I made the plan for us and I ended up having to back out, unfortunately. Um, but you're you're not a musical guy. So I, going into this musical, of course, Scott Bakula, so you'd probably go either way. But going into a musical, not being a musical guy, what did you think of The Connector? I go with an open mind because I enjoy live theater regardless. And I have seen musicals that I have enjoyed. What gave me um, hope when I first walked in was that the theater was much more intimate than um, a lot of the bigger things that I've been to. So that told me right there, it was going to be a bit of a different vibe. It wasn't going to be big Broadway. It was going to be more of a theater experience than it was going to be a musical experience. And I just got that just from the size of the venue and the way the stage was set up. And then I noticed as we were waiting for the show to start that I'm hearing the band tune up. And I'm used to seeing the orchestra at the Met in the pit right in front of the stage. And, you know, they're all tuning their, their instruments and everything. I'm like, where, where is this band? Where are they tuning up? And it turns out they're on a platform behind the stage, like behind the set. And there are some holes in the set that because it had a neat sort of backdrop. Um, I was going to say, do you want to, I feel, I feel like you can probably describe that without it being too spoilery right yeah i mean well basically because we haven't really discussed anything about the play the, the the play takes place at a fictional magazine called the connector and um it's about a young kid who um works his way into the good graces of the old-time editor of the connector scott is the editor 
at one time, Scott was that protege for the magazine's founder. And at this point now, he's sort of wrapping up his career and The Connector is like this iconic magazine. And this kid has wanted to do nothing but work at that magazine. And it's it's how he comes in and he works his way into the magazine and um, is is kind of a sensation. And it has different numbers about like the different members of the staff and just the whole, like the, the whole journalistic process and bigger questions of, of journalism and ethics. And, and that sounds boring. Um, and so, but as a journalist, like to me, I, I kind of know that stuff, but anyway, the set was set up. So it was all like different pages from the magazine all in the background. And um, through some some gaps in that, you could see the band was actually behind the stage on a catwalk up above playing all the numbers live as the cast was moving around the stage. Now, to speak to what John said about this and speak, Albie, what you said, I don't like musicals and I can't stand, especially when they stop everything, they go into a big, annoying number that goes on for too long. <laughs> this is not that. This is completely different because... It's dialogue that all of a sudden is set to music with a tempo. And then they start moving around stage and choreography with the dialogue going and the music accompanying it. Sometimes someone will stop and just say something and talk. And then the song goes on. And it is just this, this, this synthesis of all of these aspects coming together and gelling into this unique experience, unlike anything I've ever seen before. Now, I don't have a lot of musical theater experience, but if I was going to see musical theater, this is the play I want to see. This was, even if you don't like me, don't like, oh God, I got to go to a musical. Kill me now. <laughs> I, I'll go see this play again. I'll even buy the soundtrack. Because the music itself is also very contemporary. It's jazzy. It's swingy. It's funky. It's, it's like really, it's, it's upbeat. It's not Broadway. It's, it's much more subtle. And, and I don't know how, I'm not a music critic, so I'm just going to say words. But uh, <laughs> I, really, I really think that, again, even if you're not a musical person, you still like music. This is more like seeing music, not a musical. I don't know if that's a distinction that means anything to anybody, but it sure does to me. That's that's, Mm -hmm. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, and and on top of that, the smart script, on top of that, the the great performances um, in this play. And you got to get there quick because I think she's only going to be there until the original run was going to end in March. Uh, The lead lead actress in it, Hmm? It was March 3rd. Yeah, Yeah. her name is Hannah Cruz. And she apparently was in the production of Hamilton. That was, Mm -hmm. you know, all the rage. And she is leaving this play uh, because she got cast in another musical called Suffs that's coming out. Mm. And she is phenomenal too. And um, she, you know, she kind of stole the show. Scott is Scott. I mean, I had never seen Scott in anything but Quantum Leap. I saw him live once on on stage with Don talking about, but that was at Brian's convention at the Leap Back 09. So it's been a million years. I've never seen Scott perform in anything. So this was the first time, not only that I've seen him perform live in something that wasn't Quantum Leap, it's also the first time I've ever ever really heard him sing. It's the first time I've ever really seen him perform anything, honestly. And he was fantastic. He was utterly fantastic. And, uh, it's 
it's funny. I guess when you guys watch the Q and A, he talks about because there's so much going on in stage where they'll have like something in the foreground, like where Scott is talking to uh, someone that's like a like a Charlie Rose, you know, like talking about the connector and the history of the connector and the proud. And they'll go like to snippets of that interview. And then they'll go over here on the stage and they'll show what uh, Hannah's character and, and the, the other main guy, I wish I knew his name. We should have gotten the cast list, huh? But so they're talking about it here, but in the foreground, even though the mic, the spotlight's not on them, Scott is still like mock talking to the interviewer. And it, but it all looks like it's still going on. And then they suddenly go to him and he just picks right up, you know, out loud with another part of the interview. And it, that's just a small portion of sort of the, the visual and audio choreography that's going on throughout this entire show. And that's why I say it's, it's not like anything I've ever seen before. And again, I'm also, I'm used to opera where a lot of opera is what they call park and bark, where all the action stops, all the plot stops, and then you have an aria that goes on for, you know, seven or eight minutes. So this is not that either. You're, you're not going to sit there and look at your watch and say, okay, is this one over yet? You know? Yeah. Can we get to the good aria? <laughs> you know? I mean, all of it's, all of it's really good. And there are some numbers that are more musical than others that are like really like the entire cast gets out on stage and they have these big choreographed numbers with a lot of bombastic, like really swingy, catchy tunes and uh, just it runs the gamut, man. It's it's a fantastic show. Wow. So then how long after the show ends uh, does the Q&A start? Is there like an intermission for that part? Only what about ten minutes, Sean? It wasn't that yeah, long. I was, that. I, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say like five. Yeah, because we because at the, when this when the show ended and everybody took their bows, that's when John and I sprung up because we got to figure. Okay, we got to set up a camera now. We got to figure out what <laughs> what are we gonna do. <laughs> so I just ran up to that table that I saw that I had mentioned before that I saw was empty and there was no one in that corner. I wasn't interrupting anybody's anything. And the guy saw me go up there and he saw what we were doing and he just gave me the nod. So we, we just set up a little tripod with John's phone and I was able to get a nice, clear, unobstructed view. It was a little further away than I would have liked. And we were right underneath one of the, one of the speakers where the, where the microphone sound was coming out. So the only real issue that I had was that the audience wasn't mic'd. So you couldn't really hear what the audience was asking, but a lot of times Jay or Scott would reiterate the question before they answered it. So they even solved that problem for us. Now you got to tell me, Albie, because I don't know what we recorded. I haven't seen any of it. And um, then I just saw before we got on mic about 10 minutes that you finally posted the Q and a on our YouTube channel, quantum leap podcast, uh, youtube.com slash the quantum leap podcast. You're on it now. I don't know why I'm promoting it while you're watching it, but um. <laughs> It, that doesn't look like the video that John and I shot. It looks too close. No, did that, you, that did was you, Suzanne, right? Right. Was that Suzanne's well, video? Uh, did you, you save the day on that? Well, <laughs> about that. It is. <laughs> it, it, it is a super edit. Uh, I a lot of people I requested sources and they sent me sources. And uh, there's an actually uh, what we're going to do in a couple minutes here is for anybody who hasn't seen the Q and A yet or just wants to see it again because come on, it's Scott. Uh, we have, we have, uh, we're going to play it. This is going to be the uh, special edition super edit because uh, Suzanne had sent me her recording of it. And, and I had about it. five different angles, five different angles that I pulled into it my project good. and I forgot Suzanne's, <laughs> which is a great second row uh, close up. So 
this, this edit you're going to see in a couple minutes is even a better edit of, edit of the um of the q a so uh why don't we go to that uh but so after that i want to talk about uh the q a itself and like everything you did after and going to see back to the future and and cool. all the things from that evening uh, but uh, for those of you who want to see it again or haven't seen it, we're going to go right now to the Scott Bakula Q&A hosted by J.D. Schwartz. And we have some uh, special uh, angles of Christopher D. Philippus himself asking a question of Scott Bakula. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. All right. Let's go to the Scott Bakula Q&A. Since 1992. So, no, I'm not going to say that. Enough. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hello. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Jay, and uh, I work with Scott since June of 1986. Oh, wow. So, welcome, and thank you for coming. And, um, I know I know a lot of you, but I'm sure more of you know me than I know you. <laughs> um, we have a lot of out-of-towners here and a lot of people from out of the country, right? So I know we have people from Germany. Woo! No. <laughs> Where else do we have? From what other country? Okay, just Germany. <laughs> and I know we have from South Carolina and North Carolina. Long Island. Yeah. Hey. Missouri. Yeah. Where? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Chicago. Missouri. Hey. Missouri. Well, St. you know Scott is from St. Louis, right? St. Louis. <laughs> Arizona. Arizona. Very good. Michigan. Cool. Well, before Scott comes out, I, they gave me some stuff to tell you. So following our little talk back here, we're going to exit the theater, and right outside there's a big red thing, the same picture that's on your program, um, and we're going to be there to take pictures, and Scott will sign whatever you have, um, and you're going to form a line, and they're going to come up to you, the ushers will come up to you, and they'll have a little sticky for you to write your name on, so we're going to do this like we have done this for 30 years, <laughs> I'll stand there, I'll take your phones. We used to have real cameras. <laughs> I'll take your phones, and I'll take the picture. He'll, he'll sign, and then you got to exit the theater. <laughs> because, I mean, like, you can't stay and hang out in the lobby because they have to prepare the theater in the lobby for the, this evening's show. Not only The Connector, but the other show is The White Chip. Yay, okay. Um, please let that the doors. The team at LCC will be here to assist you. After we meet and greet, please exit out to 52nd Street. So they're saying, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, well, Scott should be out in a minute. Um, but do, does anybody have any questions? How are you feeling? <laughs> Absolutely. You guys have been with us for 
since the beginning of quantum. And that's why we're doing this, because you've always supported us. And as many of you know, we always give. So the reason why we want to go so quickly is because, again, as many of you know, or some of you do not know, we don't want to leave anybody without an autograph or anybody without a picture. We never left anybody without a picture or an autograph. Okay? And next, if someone had a question. Yeah. I just said, how are you feeling? You're <laughs> I'm feeling good. Thank you. Thank you for asking. That was bad. That was bad. Thank you. I had neck surgery in September. So that's what uh, she was referring to. And a, a bunch of you have asked me because you follow me on Instagram. Which is kind of creepy, but okay. <laughs> I'm good with that. So, you know, this is also special for me because. In the audience, I have my three college roommates from, we met in 1976, and we were always called the four of us, and the four of us are here. I don't know where Steve and Laura are. Steve and Carmelo were roommates, and then Paul and I were roommates, and all of us have not been together in... I don't know how many years, but 10, 15, 20 years. <laughs> so it's exciting for me because this is the first time they get to see what I do and how I do it. So I'm real excited. So. Any other questions for me? No? Good. Okay. Where the hell's Scott? <laughs> He's really slow. He's really slow. No? No worries. He'll be out here soon. Well, they're checking. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to sing. <clears throat> I'm not going to dance. But so I'm vamping here. Can anybody give me something? Talk about Murray. Talk about Murray. Murray. Oh, Murray. <laughs> Murray's my dog. And thank you. They came to me this afternoon, you know, before you went in and gave me. A gift that they said, don't worry, this is not for you. This is for my So you built that? <laughs> oh, no, an original Leapfrog gave this to me while the show was still on the air. What? An original Leapfrog? Well, an original? a Leapfrog from when the original, when we were back then. When the show was actually airing, the hours... You better sit down. You don't do well when people ask you questions. It was airing. All right. That's cool. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for doing it. I like it. I like it. Miss you, Dean. Yes. Yes. Yes? Questions? <laughs> Hi. Hi. How'd you like the show? <laughs> How'd you like that band out there? Yeah. Very good. Amazing, amazing, amazing musicians. Jason Robert Brown. <laughs> Daisy Prince. Jonathan Marshall. What a talented group of creative people to be around 
And then to get on the stage with this talented group of, of uh, this cast is just amazing. Um, led by Ben and Hannah, they're just, it's a real joy for me. Uh, and that's why I love the it's, it's a special, a special show, I think. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, questions? Am I, am I, are you going to ask? Yeah, I do. I well, this gentleman over here. His arm has been up since I walked. I'm surprised he's here. Uh, they like talking to me and giving oh. Murray a present. Uh, Lisa brought Murray a present today. We did. Okay. Nina Barber too. Not just <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, this yes, gentleman. Oh, yeah, I just want to say it was an amazing show. Uh, yourself and the rest of the cast, fantastic, and the music was phenomenal. I don't know if everybody heard the question is how did I get involved with the show and what's the process involved? In August, uh, first of all, I've been trying to get back here to do something for a lot of years. I was in New Orleans for a lot of years, which was great, but uh, it's, there's not a lot of time between the ends of seasons to get involved in anything. So. Um, this kind of an opportunity didn't exist for me for, really for the last 15 years or so. So, um, but I've been looking anyway. And in August, um, my agent called me and said, uh, Bernie did it. And, and I somehow knew what exactly what it meant. Bernie is the casting director here and producer of the show, and this is his theater along with some other uh, beautiful people. And he had gotten me an offer to be in the show. And um, I said, okay, well, tell me about the show. And he said, well, it's a Jason Brown, Jason Robert Brown musical. And in my head, I'm saying, I'm in. <laughs> but you're not, you can't say that, but I'm saying it. And then Daisy Prince is directing it. I said, I'm really in. And then Jonathan Mark Sherman. I didn't know him at all. So, but they sent me the script. And um, I read it. Actually, my wife read it first because she's, I always kind of, get ready to read something, and she's like reading it as soon as it shows up on the computer. And uh, she absolutely loved it, and but didn't say anything. And I read it and listened to the music as uh, I was reading it, which is how I like to hear, to read musicals. The script, as you can, you witnessed, it's just, you don't see a script like this for a musical um, that I know of. I don't, maybe somebody else knows a script that's this dense and deep and rich and full of so much to think about that gets translated into the lyrics and then is woven throughout the whole show. It's just so, so good. And um, so I was immediately just, uh, I would love to do this. And I said, well, they're waiting to get this kid banned. They're not sure he's going to be available. And, and he's this great guy. And, and, um, and, uh, and everything just worked out. And, and here I am. And the timing was perfect. And you know, the hardest part was waiting from August to start rehearsal in December. So I had to wait. I just said, I'm not going to start learning it for a while. And then I started, I dug into it, and it's a lot to learn. So um, uh, happily I have some time. I needed it. Thank you for that question. Who else? Somebody had a question? Yes, sir. Uh, way back when they were cassette tapes, uh, my sister got me the song of you covering uh, singing Somewhere in the Night. Yes. Um, I'm curious, uh, throughout your career, how much singing has been like a poor part of it. Who you thought about who you are, a person. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a musical theater person first and foremost. I came to New York in 1976 and I did musicals 
predominantly, I did a few plays, but I did musicals in and around New York City and around the United States for the next 10 years. And then I left and went to LA to do another musical. So music is just, I mean, I'm, that's what I love, uh, to be able to do a, a musical on stage. And I love live theater the most. So um, I've been able, very fortunately, to work music into a lot of shows that I've done. Um, going back to Gung Ho, I did, I did an Elvis impersonation in one episode. On a, uh, and then I did it, as you all know, well, I did it in Eisenhower Lutz. I did some singing in Eisenhower Lutz. And then Quantum Leap, I did a ton on that. And then I didn't do a lot for, for a while, but I came, I come back to New York and I did, a, I did Romance, Romance and things. So I kept my, I kept my singing up and I kept my desire to want to sing, even as I've grown older, I want to sing more. So, um, and I've always said, you know, I want to end my journey, yeah, performing journey on stage. So I'm, I'm very happy to be here. You miss seeing me every week? Well, that's so sweet. I, 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 I <laughs> She seems so real and genuine. Unlike somebody else. Okay, all right. Um, thank you. Ignore him. We all do. Um, for 38 years. Um, I, I, I can't say that I miss being seen every week because I'm still being seen every week because people, you know, I. I'm on, I'm on all the time. That's the, the difference in the world now is you don't disappear when you go, you know, you can find, you can find me. But in terms of original things, I, I, I've got my eye on a couple things and I'm working on some things. So I'm not, I haven't given it up, um, uh, but I, I'm a little pickier than I used to be. And, I, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And I, you know, I had a great... <laughs> friends are for them. But anyway, so I'm not, you never know. You never know. That's the answer. And he's basically been a character this season on Only Murders in the Building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You never know. They've been talking about me, so it's been a surprise to me, so why not have to be surprised a lot of ways? Who's got anybody? Yes. Go ahead. I just wanted to thank you for entertaining me personally for 35 years <laughs> and today because I never thought I'd get to see you do a live performance and sing in person so thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I, got, I have great fans as you all know. You're great people. Hi. Um, just getting back to you um, identifying as a song and dance man. Your time on Quantum let you do so much when it came to music like you said. Are there any parts of that series that you can remember that stood out as highlights for you to be able to do that stuff, like favorite things that you were able to do? Yeah, I mean, I, got, I had so many opportunities on Quantum to do so many different things. The things that stood out, obviously, La Mancha episode was one of my favorites. Yeah. 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 And Don directing it, it just it was John Cullen. It, 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 that, that was a dream, and then just the whole parallel between Al and and uh, Sam, and in that, and the parallel between Don Quixote and Sancho in that in that musical worked beautifully. Um, and you know, I got to do, you know, I was a beauty pageant contestant <laughs> and got to sing. And you know, Dean and I had fun singing together. I got to write some songs on the show. Um, I just had, uh, I just had a blast, and they were so willing to go there. 
and, and kept kind of opening opportunities for me to do more music, and people seemed to love the music, so we, we loved it. And uh, Deborah Pratt was big into the music, and she was a big pusher for that, too. Awesome. Thank you. Up in the balcony. Yeah. Yes. Hi. Hi. Um, I, so for this performance, for this show, was it all on the page for you? Was it all in the music? Or were there inspirations that you took from real-life figures in the news business or things historical that you drew on through it's kind of a combination. I mean, there's so much to there's so much to draw on. How does it show up in the balcony? Oh my God. <laughs> okay, good. there's a lot to see up there. You're getting all the floor stuff and all that stuff. Okay, because um, uh, I haven't seen the show from up there, so I, um, I've seen some rehearsals up there. Um, but. You know, I did, Daisy had done so much research, and she said, you know, I'll give you as much as you can handle. So she kept sending stuff, and one thing would lead to another, and that would lead to a question, and you'd dig up another article, and you'd read about Tom Wolfe, you'd read about, you know, Talisa, all these people that they talk about, but then you read about the very few women writers that were around, that were famous, and we talk about, you know, the handful of them in the show. Um, so there was all of that, and then, you know, you get into the creative space, and you're working with people, and you're working with the material, and you never know exactly where it's going to take you. If you're lucky enough to have a good director um, who can help shape where you want to go, because, again, there's, there's so much material in the show. It's so rich that you can go, you know, I can do a different show almost every night for the rest of the run on certain lines and try different readings all the time to just see what, what feels right, and. And um, again, the gift of good writing is that it, you can you can continue to experiment, but the meaning and the sense of it all stays all the time. So it's a it's a dream to be in something that's like, oh, I'm bored with this show already. We've done 20 shows, and it, I'm not at all bored. I'm I'm kind of wired every night and uh, excited about saying the words and 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 being a part of the music. Um, and it, it's so it's so inspirational to me as a performer, and I hope it translating comes, comes across about uh, footlights. Footlights in ancient um, Elizabethan times <laughs> were little candles and they would light them on the edge of the stage. Back then, women couldn't be in the shows. I'll tell you more later. <laughs> yes? Hi, Scott, I love you so much. I Thank you. I'm here right now. Um, my question to you is, have you The question is, what do I think about the new Quantum Leap? Um, so, yes, I have watched it. I, I, I've watched quite a bit of it. Um, here's how I, what I feel about it. I never knew if I ever wanted to go back and revisit Quantum Leap because some things are just right, you know? And, and, but, but this is a new time. The kinds of stories that we told and the pace at which we told our stories and the simplicity that we told our stories it, it, for the audience that they want to bring in to watch shows now, um, it, it, this is like 2.0. It's, it's, they're revved up. They've got big stories. They've got a lot of action. They've got a lot going on, and so it's it's different. So I can't. I don't. I don't compare it to say, oh, well, we we were better. We, it's just the notion was so simple when we did it, and and I just don't know that the world. Uh, 
the new viewers that would come to a show like that are interested in that kind of a simple story anymore. And I think that's what the network felt. And, and, I, and I have said this all along. I wish them all well. I'm thrilled that there are so many people working uh, on that show and putting out that the message in their version of the message that we did with Flamini, because I do believe in that. I believe in walking in somebody else's shoes. Man, if we could all do that, this world would be a different place. But, it's not, it's not something that's, that uh, is on my radar um, to do, uh, and uh, they've been generous in asking me to participate, and, and I um, politely decline. But thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, yes? It's fabulous to see you live again on thank the you. stage. Thank you. Uh, we'd love to see you back home in St. Louis <laughs> on stage. Perhaps love letters again or, or something would, sure. would be wonderful if you could... Uh, if you could find that in your schedule. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, I'm from St. Louis. My mom's in St. Louis, and that's all she talks about. <laughs> when are you coming back? When are you going to do the beauty? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? And, uh, you know, I always say if the light show comes along, you know, I'll be at the beauty, or I'll be somewhere else in St. Louis. But so far, that hasn't happened. That's but thank you, though. It's nice I appreciate it. One person from <laughs> Two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes. I know. I know. Uh, all the way to the back, brother. Come back. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, you. You. Uh, I was just curious. One, two. I was just curious um, how much you kept in touch with Dean Stockwell after Quantum Leap ended. How much what? How much you kept in touch with uh, Dean Stockwell after uh, Quantum Leap ended. After Quantum Leap? Yeah. We, stayed, we stayed in touch for years. I've been on his journey, and he's been on my journey, and, and we've been on each other's radar for years. Um, there's nobody like Dean. You know, he was a unique, unique, beautiful, beautiful human being. He taught me a lot about a lot of things, and uh, I'm grateful to him. And uh, uh, as I said before, I, I miss him, but he made the world a better place, and he certainly made our work uh, space uh, just a, a great place to be a part of. You know, and he joined joined us on Enterprise for an episode, you know, we had a ball doing that, and he did an episode of NCIS Lawrence, you know, and so, um, you know, I, I, I kept an eye on him. Not a good enough eye, but I kept an eye, I did the best I could. Right behind me. I thought I'm coming all the way from Germany, told from, you to see you live on stage. Yes, thank um, you for coming all the way from Germany. Yeah. Um, are there any going to Europe, to England. I saw you in that play in London a couple of years ago. Uh, are there any plans to do a stage of musical in Europe? Not at the, not at the moment, but anything could happen. You know, I, uh, the same guys at the Chocolate Factory called me about a year ago and wanted me to come do something uh, adjacent Robert Brown musical, to be quite honest, and it didn't work out timing-wise. So you never know. So, you know, keep looking. <laughs> but at the moment, there's nothing. No, not <laughs> I've listened to all the soundtracks from Quantum Lee and Romance Romance. Is there the possibility of a soundtrack from this play? <laughs> Let's see. You, you, you never know how's that for an answer. There's always a possibility. So that's what I'm allowed to say. <laughs> so you can read into that anything you want. Where are you from? I'm also from Germany. Have 
everybody said they're a futile shoe company, which is fantastic. And I was fascinated when you spotlight what somebody else, and you were in the background, most of the people who are a little bit of both. No, there was no script for it. But you, when you're at, she's asking what happens when we're not, we're mining scenes with other people. I've got all that stuff in Brian Lamb in between the lines while Ben's singing, and and then there's the party scene while they're down here and we're all talking. And so it happens a lot of over there singing. Uh, now what? Um, you kind of find a way, you, you ad-lib things to each other, you can't talk, but you can kind of read lips and get a sense of what people are saying. And then you play off of each other every night and, and it leads you to all different kinds of kinds of places. Um, Fergie and I, were, tonight we're talking about um, why he didn't travel more. And I, you know, he, I, I told him that the new Matisse that was set up at, the, uh, at Plimpton's house and he said, oh, how do you know about art? And I said, well, my wife took me Paris a couple of years ago, and, and I said, do you ever travel? No, I don't travel. And his wife doesn't like him to travel. And, no, she wants Cheryl, it's her name. So anyway, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. So it's, it's relatively on topic, but it's not true. We, we couldn't impose on Jonathan to write stuff for that, too. Two more questions. Two more questions. So we, I told you, they're very, very bossy here. <laughs> we got... <laughs> Two more questions, and then we're all going to go outside, line up, and we'll do photos. And, you know, conversation can still happen while we're doing photos. But quickly. So. Okay. I have another show. Yeah, so, exactly. so you pick the last two questions. I'm not going to. Okay. You be the bad guy. <laughs> oh, I'd be the bad guy. So I'm going to go with you because you've had your hand up for a long time, and then I'm going to go with you. Okay. So you first. My brother was. No way. And you talked about what a unique experience that was compared to other shows that you did because of the camaraderie, not just in the art department, but with the talent and everything. It was, it was all a big family. And I just wondered if that kind of translates to being a new musical and, and creating something new with that collaboration. It felt the same way here. It, it, this has been a great collaboration right from the beginning. And I have to say that everybody here in New York has been so great to me. And, Sometimes people come in, I've been the New York actor and people from another, like LA or somewhere, come in to do something and there can be resentment and there can be a little bit, you know, and they've done the show a couple times before this and I wasn't involved in it. But they've been just so uh, gracious to me and um, the, one of the reasons why I love theater so much is because you have a chance to really rehearse and work and create together. And that forms a certain kind of bond that you don't get in other mediums, very rarely in other mediums, because we don't we don't rehearse in television. You get one rehearsal on set before they mark the cameras, and then you go. So uh, it, 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 that part of the experience, rehearsal for me, is the best part of what I get a chance to do. So um, thanks for that question. And this, yeah, it's been a, it's a really really good group. Thank you. How's the seat go? Were you sitting there? Do you hate sitting in the corner? You can be honest. I, I, I got the last three tickets. Oh. <laughs> okay, all right. You can't complain, man. Don't complain. But how are the seats? Um, I, I, I'm excited to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> you should go in diplomacy. That's what you're doing. 
My question has to do with the topic of the show. It's kind of interesting to see in 2024 when the media organizations that were around in the 90s are either don't exist or are like smaller versions of themselves. Any thoughts about just why now? Why this kind of story? Well, it's, it's oddly and sadly relative right now, the show. It was conceived by Daisy, I think she said, 13 years ago. So it's not, it wasn't, it didn't come out of anything that's happened in this country politically or, or corporate, corporate-wise at all. It, it came out of her mind and some events, obviously, that happened in real life that she pulled from. Um, I think that it's oddly relevant, and um, I think that it's, special to be involved in something that has this kind of uh, presence of, uh, about it. Um, and I'm, I'm, it's, it's frankly kind of eerie that so many of the things that we're talking about, and so many things that, you know, that we're talking about stuff circa 1996, and, you know, we're, we're all living in this world still where we're trying to get you know, we're, why are we still talking about a glass ceiling for the presidency of the United States of America? I mean, you know, that's, that's, we're so far behind so many countries around the planet, it's ridiculous. But here we are. And so that, that, top, that center of the story about this young gal who wants to just get a, get a story published, which seems so, well, why couldn't you do that? But that didn't happen then. And sadly, you know, how many, how many women are running magazines? A few now, a few, but it, it's not easy. It's still not easy. There, the diversity issue is in our face and needs to be in our face until we get it right. And this is a show that can that can help push that a little bit. I hope. So I thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So again, just remind you, when you exit the. The theater, you'll create this line. There'll be people out there to help you. They'll have little stickies so you can write your name on the sticky pads. And we'll take pictures and sign all at the same time. Yes. And again, thank you in advance for working with us to make that all happen quickly because, as Scott said, he does have another show to do tonight. And I don't want to offend anybody by putting a mask on because we've got to get to opening night. And that's Rocks. Monday night, and after Monday night, then I just shut Thank you, guys. You and we're back! Wow. That was a super special edition, uh, super bit letterbox collector's edition, uh, Dolby <laughs> Digital. That was the edit, uh, including Suzanne's second row angle here and there. So, uh, I, I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, I have to admit, Serenity and I didn't watch it uh, very soon after because I kind of wanted to, uh, but she was like very upset that we weren't able to go. So she was like, "I don't, I don't want it yet. Give me a couple days." So, so uh, it was nice when we finally did see it, and with all those extra angles, I think you really feel like you're there. And I was surprised because uh, you know I hadn't watched it for a few days after, and I didn't know Chris that you got to ask a question. How did that come about? <laughs> Well, I mean, JD invited us there specifically, I mean, to, to record it. So he said to me, um, 
you know, you're going to ask a question, right? And I said, yeah, this is what was weird about this because we didn't really get much description of what was going down. So I had weird visions in my head that we would get at least before the show or something, a little bit of one-on-one time with Scott to just do a quick and dirty, like Mm -hmm. maybe five minutes for the pod. Uh, but no, I mean, it was just going to be the q and A. I I said, oh, okay, well, then in that case, whew, thank God, because I don't know what to ask Scott. Mm-hmm. And um, as you can see there, I, I pretty much pulled out the only question that I could think of that would relate to this event, which was about all the musical stuff that he got to do on quantum being a song and dance man. And you saw him talk about that in the Q and a, how he started on the stage and he always wanted to end his career on the stage as well. Not that his career seems to be going anywhere anytime soon, but he's thrilled to be back on the stage doing this kind of stuff. So it just was a natural and probably the lowest hanging fruit I could think of to try to dovetail, you know, the legacy quantum, with what was going on in front of me that day in that moment. And thank God he only gave me the one question because I would have been like, um, um, <laughs> uh, I'll be already asked you that. I'll be already asked you that every fan in the world asked you this. So it was sort of, it was nice to have the one and done thing, you know? Uh, but I, I, I hope, I, I hope that was a good question. I hope that it was, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it was really good. And it's unusual because uh, when I watch it, you, you seemed a little nervous. And I know you to be the not nervous person because, <laughs> I mean, you, you do uh, videos, you do audios, you got thousands of people watching you, listen to you every week. Uh, but I guess maybe it's different when they're all there live in person. And it's yeah, Scott, you know. Yeah, I think maybe that's what it is. I was I was just very self-conscious about the question I was asking. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's it was more self-conscious than it was nerves. And I mm-hmm. wanted to put it in a way that was succinct. And I think, as I always do, I tend to go on just a little too long. And I think I did it with the question, too. But I finally came to a stop with a question mark somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, you did really good. You weren't that guy because oh, yeah. I'm always scared mm. to be that guy. The one that everybody's like, oh, why don't why don't they just stop? What are they talking about? Their aunt saw an episode once about what? Uh, yeah. you know, I yeah. never wanted to be that guy. And I, I kind of had that experience when I uh, asked a question live at uh, in San Diego of Kevin Smith. So like Mm -hmm. while you're asking the question, you're like, oh, I don't want to be that guy. Am I that guy? And you don't know until afterwards and you rewatch it if you're that guy or not. So, well, one thing that you might have noticed, um, I was wearing a blazer and a nice shirt and, Mm -hmm. you know, I I was toying with the fact of, okay, do I go as a fan or do I go as a journalist Mm -hmm. you're representing our show? Mm -hmm. And I chose the journalist angle because I said, I'm going to be meeting the promoters. I'm going to be meeting JD. I I want to go in there, not with my get leaping t-shirt on, even though I so wanted to go in there with my get leaping t-shirt on. But I, I said, no, you know, we're representing something a little bit bigger here. And it helps put me into gear because I was a journalist for a number of years where I'm in like more of a professional mode. So it, it helps me focus, you know, the Chris that I'm going to be at, at that event. So um, I maybe if I was maybe if I was dressed a little bit looser, I would have had a little bit more of a succinct and you know casual air of my question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I no, it was great, and it was cool that somebody actually got it on um, video. I think it was uh, Stacy. I think got it. Stacy from the TV Talk 
podcast. Yeah, Stacy Stacy was able to film it, so I was able to put that in the super edit, which was cool. Um, what else? Oh, uh, maybe maybe I should have uh, pushed the lanyards more. Maybe I should have got us lanyards. You might have got better access to the sound equipment if you had a lanyard. Those will always get you in anywhere. I don't know. Listen, yeah, no, uh, I had JD, so if they, yeah. that didn't do it, I don't know what would have. <laughs> Jay is such so, a nice guy. Um, I, I was I was wondering that brings it up. What are we, what's the dress code for like Broadway shows like that? Because I gotta I gotta have an outfit for me and Serenity when we go up in March. Um, I just I, I basically went like uh, well actually I I was gonna say like just office casual is probably fine. That's I think that's probably where most people were. Um, you know, just you know, a dress shirt and jeans is fine. Uh, but I actually stepped it up a little bit because I didn't really know. Um, so I, I, I went to like going on a date level. Mm. So I also put on a nice pair of, uh, a nice pair of slacks. But, <laughs> well, you kind of were so. going on a date. I saw those pictures with you and Christopher. That was pretty, pretty romantic. If I do say so myself, <laughs> those pictures were not supposed to be for public. <laughs> but actually I, so when, when, when I got up there, I was like, so, cause I was thinking kind of the same thing. I was like, okay, it's going to be like, like a, like a, you know, like a press junket. Where you know he he'd be sitting in like you know various you know media outlets would get a, a get a few minutes each. That's kind of what I was like the best case scenario I was thinking, and uh, I was and I, you know same thing. I was like, okay, so what do I want to ask Scott Bakula? Because um, you know you don't want to ask the thing that everybody's asked. You don't want to ask like the obvious, you know, what's your favorite leap, blah blah blah. Uh, so I and and a lot of times. Um, you know, you've invited me to come on in, to interview uh, people on the show or people behind the show. Um, and I, you know, a lot of times it's scheduling, but sometimes I'm just nervous. Like I don't like, you know, uh, so, so I'll politely decline. Uh, but this one, I was like, okay, I, I, I do have one question, like, and I'm going to ask this question. Like if, if I don't do anything else this trip, I'm going to ask my question. Um, and I can guarantee you that no one has ever asked Scott this question. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was going for. Uh, uh, so uh, the q and I'm like, okay, I, I'll like, it's just, you know, raise your hand basically during the Q&A. And uh, Chris asked his question. I was like, awesome. Uh, and I didn't know how long you know, it was going to go for, I knew it was going to be about half an hour, but you know, I, I don't know. I didn't know how flexible that was going to be. Um, so over the course of the Q and A and, you know, you heard it when you watched the thing, like there, there were a lot of people there from like out of town, like from Germany and like, you know, who traveled, you know, much further than me. And once they said that, you know, they were kind of trying to wrap it up pretty soon and, you know, maybe the next only two or three more questions, you know, I, I I didn't raise my hand anymore because I'm like, you know, I'm not going to take this one chance from someone who came from Europe <laughs> to to ask their question uh, for my for my for my weirdo question, uh, and I and I'll know I'll, I'll see him in the meet and greet. Uh, so that's that was my that was my mission. I didn't I didn't foolishly I didn't think ahead to bring something for him to sign. I'm like, well, I'm just going to record the question. That's my thing. That's my takeaway. Uh, so we did. We went through the line. Um, and I'm, I don't want to shortchange anybody else's going through the line story. But you know, that, that was like, so we, we got through the line. And, and uh, you, 
I don't even know if I want to say what it is. You got, I, I sent you the clip, right? Maybe I think I'm going to insert it right here. Yeah. yeah. Somebody did record it. Yeah. Oh, you got, thank you. You got one more than everybody else. All right. Thanks, Don't forget yourself. Oh, cool. How are you doing? Beautiful to meet you, sir. Great to meet you, too. I have a question. Yes. Okay, so I saw this on a behind the scenes like years ago and nobody believes me. Did you used to say like height on the set and then everyone on the set would say height back? Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes, it was, that is true. <laughs> Thank you. That's um, that's a Michael um, Watkins thing. Because there was a conversation about- It is true. Yes, I told you it was true. Height and height. Height with Thank a you, TH, right? Okay. So they would say, he would say, no, it was talking about the camera height was different than the height. Of, anyway, but that was true. Hey, who's Cody? Uh, okay. My name is Chris. Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. oh, God. That was right? interesting. I right? told you no one has ever asked got that question before. <laughs> I was not lying. <laughs> I, I I wish I wish that like and maybe I could have pushed it and, and gotten a few more because because clearly he, he had more to say about it, but he also didn't want to like hold up the line too much. Mm. So yeah, if you can use your connections, uh, Albie, and, and get a more uh, elaborate <laughs> response, I'd, I'd appreciate it. I think Scott talked about that somewhere sometime because that did ring a bell. I don't. Where did you hear that? originally it was on it was on like a behind the scenes it was when the show was on the air Mm. um i don't remember what season but it was a it was behind the scenes of quantum leap like special thing on on uh, nbc um and 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 yeah so however many years ago and uh, i mentioned it to chris um a while ago (laughs) Because on the 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 podcast network that I am a part of, uh, the Infinite Potato Alliance, uh, in the group chat there there's there's a show called uh, Moon Show, which is uh, a for all man a, a podcast about the show for all mankind, right? Right. They haven't asked me yet. I've been hinting like crazy, but oh, are you are you okay? I love uh, Moon I will... Show. Yeah, I I checked it out because Chris was on it, but now I, I yep. listen to it all the time. Uh, so yeah, so, so similarly to, uh, the height thing, like someone will say moon show in the chat, it was a moon show, moon show. Mm-hmm. So I, I mentioned it to Chris. I was like, yeah. So could you ask, uh, do you know about this? He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, could you ask Matt about this? Like Matt's like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, this has really happened. I promise you it's real. <laughs> so this is, this was, this was, uh, this is my, Baculean vindication. <laughs> uh, Suzanne, how about we talk about your uh, meeting uh, Scott and getting stuff signed in line story next? Uh, and did you have a question, Suzanne? Were you able to ask one? Uh, well, it's funny because I didn't realize 
that the question that you had asked was actually you until I saw the video. Um, and I wanted to, and that actually, I've always had a question I've wanted to ask him. And I don't know if I want to give it away now because Albie said that maybe next time we have him on the show, we'll ask him it. But it actually, I, I did not get to ask my question because they ran out of time. But your question actually made me think of something that I've always wanted to ask him that, um, that, yeah, so, so it's funny, I didn't realize until I saw the video and I went, oh, so he's the one that asked that question that reminded me, I'll tell you later though, uh, okay. <laughs> of, the, of the question that I've oh, always- This must be some question. Yes. <laughs> I and I don't think anybody's really asked them before because obviously I've never gotten my answer. So. <laughs> um, Very cool. And you got to meet Scott and get a picture? Uh, yes, yes I did. And, um, and I, you know, because like kind of like Chris had said, we um, we didn't really have a whole lot of time to do anything other than just like, you know, it was real quick. Everybody get a picture. But I do I do appreciate the fact that, you know, um, uh, Jay said, you know, nope, we will never, you know, we're not leaving until everybody gets a picture and gets an autograph. So I didn't want to, you know, take advantage of that. Um, so I, you know, I would have liked to have maybe gotten a couple things signed, but, you know, I actually brought a few different things. Um, cause when I've gone to conventions before I would go up a few times or, you know, even pay if it was, you know, if you had to pay or whatever, I would pay for, you know, a few different things to get signed. And I'd actually brought, um, several different, uh, like playbills from like, like pretty much every, Thing that he had done on stage and I would have even if I didn't get him to sign it I would have liked to have shown it to him uh to say like hey look I got this like you know from like whether it was like uh, uh romance romance uh three guys naked from the waist down um uh uh you know anyone can whistle um uh Marilyn I had like all those so you know I, I I'm sure he would have been like blown away to see those things but obviously we didn't have a lot of time so you know i just i just got my little pamphlet uh the little connector thing oh, you know got that very nice signed all right um yeah so we'll, that was... we'll, we'll look at that closer during our uh leap and look <laughs> yes yes um but uh you know we um and then of course uh um we didn't all my friend and i didn't get in, in line the same time that that john and, and chris got in line so we kind of like were snaking through the line and going like hey every time we passed each other and, <laughs> um but you know i i and um when we when we got up to to see scott uh jay was taking everybody's cameras and taking the photos himself now whether that was just him being extremely nice because he would take like four three or four pictures just to make sure it came out or whether you know it was him just I, I loved it. I, I love the fact that he made sure everybody got it done. You know, like he, it, it was, it made me, you know, happy that, <laughs> that like he was true to his word that um, he made sure that everybody got an autograph and a picture. So, yeah. Um, yeah. He was incredible the whole time. It's got to yeah, be difficult I, for Scott uh, because he wants to spend time with everybody and give them individual treatment, but he also wants to spend time with everybody. So yeah. he's got to make it short to get it done. He's he's really good at that, yeah. it seems, from the videos I've seen. Yeah, well, I mean, just to give you um, 
kind of an indication of the time pressure he was up against. Uh, and and I think it speaks volumes because you saw that Jay said that at the very beginning of the chat that they're doing this for Quantum Leap fans specifically because mm. he said, you've all been with us since the beginning and we felt like this is something that we needed to do for you and we're happy. We're so happy to have you here along with us still. And um, that performance was just the matinee performance. Then Scott did the Q&A. Then he did the meet and greet. And then he had another performance that night. I don't know what, maybe seven o'clock curtain, eight o'clock curtain. So, I mean, he really just put himself out there. I think by the time we got out of there, it had to be close to four, five. I don't know, but it was mm -hmm. later. Yeah. You know, because the show started at two. So, mm -hmm. but so what I'm saying is he had like maybe, maybe two hours before he had to be back on stage. Right. You know, and he just, just he stuck it out to the end. There was not anybody that left that theater without um, a photograph and an autograph if they wanted one. And wow. uh, that just speaks volumes about Scott. And a, and, a, and a nice chat and like, like a nice memory. Cause he could have, it could have been like assembly line with it too. Like we just, you know, sign it and move on. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. But no, he he had a, like, a, a, you know, that's, that's a class act. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's uh, how you know someone's been in the business for a while. It's like, yeah. they know how to do that. One and, might say he's a decent fellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, I wanted to add to that because um, my, my my friend Ray, who um, is not, you know, a huge Scott Bakula fan. I mean, he, he went there because I needed a friend to come with me. And um, he asked me if there was any homework I should give him before we went that would, you know, make his experience, you know, more, you know, to make it better, to make it, you know, to... Uh, I told him, like, you know, he said, should I watch any Quantum Leap episodes or whatever? I said, watch um, Genesis parts one and two and um, and the Leap Home parts one and two. Uh, so he did that the night before. <laughs> and he said um, that he's like, you know, he said, I, I see what you see in him. He's like, I, he said, it's not, he's like, he's not like the most handsome man in the world. He said, but like, he's got this way about him. He said, he's just, there's just something about him. He's very kind. He's very, you know, gentle, gentle way about him. He says, there's just something about him that's just very nice. And he definitely saw that in him when, because I told him, well, I said, that's what Scott is like. I said, because there's a lot of him that he put into Sam. And my friend saw that that day that he got to see it firsthand in the Q and a and meeting him in person. And, you know, he very proudly, you know, got his little signature, got his little autograph and got his photograph with Scott. And, um, he, uh, you know, he, he very proudly put that on, on Facebook the next day. And, you know, so, um, he said he thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed, um, his entire, you know, trip to New York, uh, that day. So. Scott, uh, I, I think kindness and graciousness uh, describes Scott from everyone we've ever talked to that has met him or worked with him. Uh, now, Christopher, uh, we didn't go, Serenity and I, not yet, soon. But um, uh, as soon as this event was over, I did get like stories from everyone. And this is what I reconstructed in my head. Tell me if I'm wrong. But there was two lines of the meet and greet. There was the one for Scott, of course, and then there was the one for you, Christopher, <laughs> that everyone wanted to get a picture with and a signature of. So tell tell me tell me your experience in line meeting Scott. 
uh, my experience in line meeting Scott, first of all, it was Scott great. met you, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys heard me tell this, this little anecdotal story on the podcast, uh, you're going to hear me tell it again. So, um, so, uh, I was just talking to John. I, first of all, I liked being in the line we were the last ones out because we had to, we had to bring the equipment out. So we were the last, like we were Dio. We were the last in line. Somebody called Mino Palouse. Um, we were um, snaking around and I was happy because it was the first time John and I had really gotten to just chit chat. Like we had been like, like going from the train station, trying to buy equipment, you know, trying to find the theater. And we were like all caught up in sort of the, the getting there and the, the setup. So I was just having fun talking to John and we're talking and someone says, excuse me. And I say, yeah. And they say, are you Chris? And I was like, yeah, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> and um, it turns out that it was one of our listeners. She said, I recognized your voice. I said, oh, <laughs> she said, you might, you might know this. Um, my name is Alexis um, and I sent you a postcard. And right there, I'm like, okay. She said, you might remember it had some meerkats on it. And I said, yeah, I just pulled that postcard out of the post office box. And as a matter of fact, um, I, I pulled it out of the PO box like two days after Matt passed. It was the first time I had checked everything. So it was just like it really was prominent in my memory because it was addressed to me and Matt. And um, she was so sweet. And um, she said to me, do you mind if I get a picture with you? And I'm like you can't be serious, but yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. We'll get a picture together. So we're taking the picture and we're leaning in, you know, we're doing the whole smile thing. And she said, Oh my God. And I said, what? She said, I'm a little nervous. And to be honest, with you, I'm kind of starstruck. And I said, Scott Patchett was 30 feet. Back. <laughs> <laughs> and you're starstruck by me. Stop it. You know, but it, but no, she was, she was really sweet. So thank you, Alexis, for, you know, inflating my ego, you know, at the risk of inflating your ego. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think that uh, that was great. Meeting Karen was great, but again, it's just that coming together of the fan community. And this is something that I'm late to uh, in my fandom. I was always a solitary fan. I would go to cons, but I wouldn't really socialize a lot. I would just go see a couple panels that I wanted to see, go to the dealer's room and basically book. Like I, I wasn't really a fan fan. I liked what I liked, but I didn't interact with the community. And it was only very, you know, relatively recently that I started to do more of that. And I guess maybe when I started like moderating panels and things like that, because I'd become an author, it opened my eyes to the dynamics that everybody seemed to enjoy, but that I always felt like I was hovering on the outside of. So this to me, being in that theater with all those Quantum Leap fans and QLP fans, quite frankly, um, was almost like the best synthesis of that because it was such an intimate space. We were all there for just that one reason. It wasn't like a big con where you're here to see Harley Quinn and I'm here to see He-Man and whatever. Um, it's it was just all about quantum and it was all about scott so uh, everybody was of singular mind and again scott sets the tenor for everything so there are no dicks like everybody's just genuinely happy to be there and it just shows in in every interaction so i mean that was another like real perk aside from meeting some some qlp fans aside from seeing people i hadn't seen in years aside from finally getting to meet john and suzanne and karen it was you know it was just uh, like it was almost like a perfect fan experience. 
uh, what was was it Edwin? Was that your Edwin? Friend? Edwin Thrower. Edwin. Yeah. So just uh, fun fact: the first question asked, uh, I believe, uh, during the career, I believe that was Edwin who asked that. The mm-hmm. guy who was like, "Yeah, he set his hand up since <laughs> since I walked out." That was, that was him. That was a uh, Chris's friend, Edwin. Oh, yeah. cool. So so he was able to see the show. I was I was trying to put it together, and I was like, he was waiting at the stage door, and you had an extra ticket that you put your jackets on. <laughs> was he not able to go? So he was no, there. No, okay, cool, cool. no, he was there. No, Edwin, he he probably had tickets before anybody else, quite <laughs> frankly. He probably helped print them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll get your final thoughts and ratings in a bit on The Connector. Uh, but I want to also talk about what happened after. So you can guys uh, can kind of combine the uh, after after the event because I know you all went to Back to the Future, which was I think my idea, and I made you all do this, and I didn't even get to go. Um, but uh, uh, tell me about that and any uh, uh, leap and looks we have uh, to go with that. Um, Chris, why don't you set the stage for uh, post the connector? So I think this is where this is where everybody's night, but mine started to fall down a little bit because, <laughs> hey, you just had a great time with Scott. Let me take you on a forced march across town. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a restaurant uh, that I love in Manhattan. It's called Gabriel's, and I always go there before the opera. It's on Central Park South. Uh, used to be on the west side, right at Columbus Circle, but they've since moved. It's almost like on the east side at this point. It's but you know, it's still in my mind, relatively close. So John and I had plans to go. And now Suzanne was there with Ray and Karen was with us too. And we all, you know, we're going, do you guys want to join us? And they said, yeah, I don't know if they knew what they were getting into. Um, (laughs) So they all said, yeah, let's go. So we just start walking and, you know, I'm walking and I'm walking. I'm like, wow, this is, this is much further than I anticipated because I forgot, I forgot that we were on 10th freaking Avenue. Like we were so far West. We were almost, you know, you know, on, on the West side highway. These are the long blocks, we right? Was, <laughs> yeah. These aren't the short blocks. These are the long blocks yeah. walking. <laughs> so we had to walk basically across town and uptown. And, you know, I could tell that they were just like, where are we going? And, uh, we we finally made it to Gabriel's. Wait, 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 wait. Nice so, so after we walked for like, what was like 10 or 15 minutes, Chris turns around. <laughs> he goes, so just, just so you guys know, he goes, don't worry. We're like a third of the way there. At <laughs> 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 this point, we were like a half a block away. <laughs> so I, tried, I, guess, I, I got to ask, got was it longer steps. than our uh, walk in Dallas or, or short? No, no. That was one of the longest, most harrowing <laughs> walks of my life. <laughs> this i knew exactly where i was going okay. so that's all that's we can do an entire different show about that but that <laughs> it was a great walk but wow wow i mean you described it perfectly this is like a this is like a an origin story of this walk. <laughs> <laughs> our, our dallas walk was something like lord of the rings the whole extended trilogy <laughs> it was but, it but was totally crazy yeah, if if Lord of the Rings was a dystopian urban fantasy, but um, we, <laughs> we made uh, it out alive. Yeah, we made it out alive, uh, and we all made it to Gabriel's too. And it was cool. almost like fate because I'll tell you what, I go there. I don't make reservations because I like to sit at the bar, um, and it's a beautiful bar. And uh, we get there, and there are five seats next to each other right at the bar when we walk in. Mm. I said, "This we this was meant to be. We had to go." <laughs> and Gabriel was there. I was chit chatting with him a little bit, but it was just nice again. 
to continue that experience now on a more intimate level. Like I was sitting next to John, Suzanne was sitting next to John and, you know, Karen was, and we were just able to just have a nice talk across the bar, you know? So that was nice. And then uh, back to the future awaited. And that theater is not too far from, from where we were. Well, so don't, don't forget, don't forget. We, um, we, we did as, as I promised, we did, we did drink a toast to Matt. Yes, we did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And it was a it was so, it was a, a very wonderful dinner. I thank you for that. <laughs> I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. I was a little nervous after. I was like, I hope they like it. But, <laughs> but before we before we move on, what did everybody eat? You got to tell me. Fill in the deets. I had I had uh, steak. I had uh, uh, steak, potatoes, and vegetables, mashed potatoes and vegetables. It's really good. Medium well. Mm, that's how I like mine. Oh, and I think I had a, uh, what was the dessert? Uh, I mean, I did have dessert and I ate the whole thing. I don't, I don't really know. It was like, it was like a, it's like a cheesecake, I believe. Mm, I, I was going to go over cheesecake. Yeah. Okay. Suzanne. I had the, the tuna tartare on, uh, on Chris's, Ooh. uh, recommendation. Um, I really? wasn't super hungry cause we just had lunch and it was like, mm. it was that. And just like the amazing, just house bread that they had, there was like, this assortment of like amazing uh crusty bread and bread with like mm. little raisins and nuts and, and like mm. it's not just like the you know this just the random whatever it, it was everything was just really good um that but yes amazing. yes yes i mean I, I love sushi so like when i saw that i was just like yes that's <laughs> that sounds good i'll try it and um I, my my friend got the uh, was the the ravioli. I forget the spinach ravioli. It was and he said it was really good. He let me have one, and it was just like melt in your mouth. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds good. Chris, what do you have? Um, I started with the tuna tartare because I love it, <laughs> and um, then I had the branzino. What is and, that? Um, branzino is a, a fish. Usually comes whole, but at Gabriel's they fillet it for you, and it just comes just the fish itself. It's mm. delicious. Um, it's one of my perennials there, and uh, because I was feeling festive and we had just walked seventeen miles, I had two <laughs> martinis. <laughs> I had two martinis. I fell off the wagon a little bit. I've been drinking a lot less lately, but I was just in such a good mood. The first one went down like, Boop. so I got a second one, and I had a twenty port for dessert. So let's just say I was I was I was in a very good frame of mind as we were going back to back to the future. <laughs> he was primed to enjoy it. How how far was Back to the Future from the restaurant? Three blocks. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's maybe not a five even, minute walk. Maybe two. You know what? It's by Carnegie Hall. Well, the Winter Garden Theater, sorta. No, I know how to get there. It was yeah, it it wasn't as far, <laughs> but but Chris was still apologizing the entire time. Um, first of all, like wait. Let me back up. When we got out of the restaurant, it had the temperature had dropped. It was dark now. And I must say, these two gentlemen, all I did was say burr. These two gentlemen <laughs> fought over who was going to give me their coat. And usually I would be like, oh, no, it's fine. But I was like, you know what? I actually am cold. So sure. <laughs> um, so Chris takes his long, like, wool, like, you know, trench coat looking pea coat, whatever it was, and like draped it over my shoulders and then said, like, OK, will you take care of it from there? Uh, <laughs> so, so here I am, like, with this with the coat over my shoulders and we're walking, walking, you know, to the to the to the theater. Um, and yes, uh, 
it was you could tell that that Chris had enjoyed his um his beverages. Um, it was it was <laughs> yeah. you know he was being a little silly. Uh, he was showing pictures of his dogs and um. Oh, uh, oh I do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was like that. That's not an no, but I mean like no, but like but no, he kept but he kept he was still apologizing for how far he made us walk, and I kept saying it's fine. It look, it's fine. Like you don't understand. Like when when my friend Ray and I go to the city, whether it's Philadelphia, New York, we walk. We walk. Like we we almost never take the subway. I mean, especially when we go to Philadelphia, we like never take the subway because it's it's not that far. We walk from one end to the other all day. We never talk. And and then Chris is like, I know, but I'm a people pleaser, and I'm gonna just keep oh, apologizing I'm because I'm gonna, otherwise I'm gonna think that you hate me. And I was like. Look, let me put it this way. When <laughs> I was in high school after Quantum Leap had ended and all the Quantum Leap books were coming out one by one and I was reading them as they came out, I would never have thought that one day I would be walking down the streets of New York with a Quantum Leap novelist with his coat draped across <laughs> my shoulders. And then everyone oh, laughed and he was like, okay, point taken. And <laughs> he stopped apologizing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not usually modeling, but I can get modeling. So. <laughs> um, well, we got within a couple blocks um, and Chris kept walking and, and Ray was like, wait a minute, the theater is that down that, like, he was like, wait a minute, we're getting close to the theater. And I think Chris is going the wrong way. And uh, yeah, I was following I, my phone. Well, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. My you were looking at your phone. You were following way. your phone. Yeah. And I, so I started looking, so I started looking around to see like, which, wait, like seeing my notice anything familiar because we had walked past the theater on the way there mm -hmm. and Chris starts crossing the street and I look down the one street and I'm like, there's a theater down there. And like, Chris is like still walking and, and like, everyone's like, Chris, Chris, come back. It's down this way. He's like, what? No, it can't be. My phone says it's this way. And, and he's like, no, no, it's my phone. And we're like, no, it's there. He's like, where, where? And then, then like, finally he's like, oh yeah, I see it. And he's like, I wonder why my phone, wait, my phone's dead. My my phone's dead. Yes. He's like, oh no, my the tickets were on there. How are we gonna? And then then I'm like, wait a minute, I have a I have a back I have a power pack. And then like my friend Ray's like, I have a power pack. And I think I think John said I have a power pack. And then power yeah, power. and then Chris is like, wait a minute, I do too. <laughs> and we're like, okay, well we all came prepared, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have you know that I kept that power pack on my phone in the theater, and when we were getting up, it popped off and rolled under a seat somewhere. I lost that power pack. Jeez! Oh, yeah. oh, no. oh no! I got it for like ten dollars on Amazon. It wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> Whoops! So, but yeah, no, that was a little scary, but we made it. <laughs> yes, we. You know, we made it in time to go to the Back to the Future shop that was right next to the theater, mm -hmm. and. Uh, that yeah, that that in itself, we can do that with the leaping look, I guess. That, that'll uh, that'll be scary for me, because like we're coming back on a train and it's not that big of a big of a room. Okay, it's time for <laughs> leaping look. Wow, you got the shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do we do wow. we want to? Yeah, let's, wanna, it's it's uh, time leaping look. Let's well, show. No, I was gonna say, do we want to do a review of uh, Back to the Future musical, or we want to just. Yeah, a little bit non-spoilery because I I don't want to know if uh, Marty gets back to 1985 or not. Back to the future. Yeah, back to the future. 
Um, well, uh, uh, what what kind of merch did you pick up throughout the whole day? This is our uh, leap and look time. Suzanne, you're going first. Oh, um, what? Uh, you got the shirt. That's yes, the shirt. I, got, I got the shirt. Wow. Cool. So I definitely got to get Serenity one of those. I'll probably get me a matching one. That's two hundred bucks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, we you're, you're not wrong. When, when we went to the when we went to the shop, yeah. Uh, oh my, yeah, uh, Chris, what'd you get? Like two mugs and like a pin or yeah, something? Well, and she's like, that'll be $75. Yeah, yeah. So I got this pin because it's wow. like the kind of thing I would, would put on my denim jacket when I had yeah. a denim jacket. Very cool. So you can see that. And I got two mugs. One's down in the dishwasher, actually, but one is like Suzanne's shirt. It's oh, got wow. Doc Brown and the DeLorean and all that. <laughs> and, um, I got another mug that is just like the Hill Valley Gazette with the lightning strike. It's like the paper. And I, I go up to the counter and I'm just like, okay. And the guy's like, that'll be $85. I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, for what? And then they're like, oh, would you like for a mug? And you're like, well, would you like a, a collectible bag for that too? It'll only be $10. <laughs> no, nope. it'd be twenty five if you don't get it with the merch, other merchandise. Yeah, I, oh, I'm getting the bag. I'm, I'm getting yeah, the bag. You know, I tell you, I I never felt more like a tourist in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask Chris: Are the people on the mug the actual actors you saw live that night? I, or is I it like no. I just honestly, even if they were, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I think I think it was okay. Cool. I'm, I'm not sure, sure if they were. Or they weren't. Uh, I I think I can I can tell you this. Um, on, I watch Tubi a lot and on Tubi, when it goes to commercial, you see a lot of back to the future, the musical commercials, mm -hmm. and it's not the dudes in the commercial. I can tell mm -hmm. you that. Yeah, I, I think so. the stuff, I think the merchandise is the London cast. And, okay. uh, mm. Doc Brown was the same uh, guy in the London cast. Wasn't well, it the guy that was uh, young Frankenstein? Yeah. But, but there's a little paper in the show that we saw that says, that uh, the role of Doc Brown will be played tonight th at this performance. It'll be played by Merritt David Jane. So it mm. wasn't, um, uh, what's his face? Um, that guy. Yeah, that guy. The guy from everything. Yeah. It wasn't, it okay. wasn't Roger Bart when we, that we okay. saw, but you know what though? We were what in the, was it second row, third row? Third, third, like row. third, row. You, third row center. You wouldn't, you would, you couldn't tell. Like he was that good. Like, we were that close, and I, I saw like video of the other. I, I you could, you can't really. I mean, he's that good. Like you can't really tell. <laughs> I was like you, you can like the voice is slightly different. I, the Roger Bart has like a like I because I was listening to the cast album. He does like mm -hmm. the the raspiness of um of uh, you know of Doc Brown a little bit more. Um, but this this other guy that that um uh, who usually plays um uh skinner uh mm. you you mm. you cannot tell like they have like the same build and everything and 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 like but the actual acting and everything it's it's really similar um but anyway this mm. this this is my my copy huh. from Ooh. from yes from high school and um of course like we you know we'll we'll yes yes and um of course i'll i'll, I'll do a more close up. Aww. Wow. Yes. What's that say for the the audio listeners? I will yes, I will. It says it says to Suzanne, to Suzanne keep leaping your friend in time. Yes. 
Christy Flippis. <laughs> wow. Yes. So I can't wait to see that. I, I got him to sign it during the intermission at the uh, Back to the Future uh, musical. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, so cool. but I'm so, totally we, jelly. We did not get a picture together. So no, no. Yes. But now you have a podcast together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're yeah, we're, we're right we're right next to each other now. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. well, you know me, and I know Chris. So, oh wait, you met Chris in real life, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I'll get mine signed when I come up. Chris, will you, will you sign mine? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so that'll be twenty-five bucks. He learned. I'll pay it. He learned his it. John Irons, do you have a leap and look from uh, that sort day? Of. Uh, I did not get. I, I did get a picture with Scott Bakula. Uh, uh, but I didn't, you know, I didn't get anything signed, uh, and I did not get any merch from the Back to the Future store. But I did <laughs> grab the commemorative Back to the Future water bottle <laughs> that they were selling for how many? Uh, I don't even know how many bucks a pop. Twenty five. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> this one was um, this was uh, purchased for the uh, for the low low price of nothing because it was discarded on a seat. <laughs> Ah, you know, I you know who would leave that behind? I who said leave that, that behind. I saw, but see, it's supposed to be, okay. So it's like someone left like, uh, like a legit like commemorative cup, and I commit like like a, and it was like just sitting there, and I was like, you know what? They might come back for this. I'm not gonna take it. This this was trash. I, <laughs> this is trash to them, treasure to me. I I <laughs> saw that same cup that you were talking about, and I eyed my I eyed my friend Ray, and he was like. And and I mentioned it. I kept thinking about it like all night. And, and I was like, right there, yeah. Right? And I was like, I was like, we should have gotten that cup. He's like, you know what? It wasn't worth getting COVID over. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, there is soap that. exists. <laughs> I would think like if it was me, I'd I'd be kicking myself and I'm like, oh god, I, I'm not lost. Like maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody got a free uh, phone charger though. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> so I get that uh, very handy souvenir. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, so and you know, for I the record, I'm going to say the show was. Uh, it was. I expect the kind of musical that Chris <laughs> is typically not a fan of. Um, mm -hmm. But it was. It was a. You could tell, like the people on stage were having fun. Like I don't know. Like I would definitely see the connector again. I don't know if I'll see Back to the Future again. Yeah. Uh, but it was. It was an experience that I would not trade. It, it is. It is part of this whirlwind fantastic new york night yes and, uh, and i wouldn't trade it like it or not christopher de Filippis, you got to see back to the future again i'm sorry <laughs> oh, oh no i don't you we, know we, we need an escort Felipe. we need an escort into the big city at night <laughs> i can, yeah, I can I drop can, you off at the door and pick you up like daycare exactly i'll drop you off i'll go to gabriel's and pick you up there you go <laughs> but uh no i saw i saw enough of back to the future john is exactly right it's it's everything that I stereotypically expect of a musical. Mm -hmm. And I will say that I found the first two thirds to be a jumbled mess. Like if you didn't know the movie, I don't know how you could follow the play. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's just me. Um, but the last third, they really, really key in on most of the touchstones of the film and the score turns more into the film score than the Broadway score. So it, you really do get swept up by the end because you get that back to the future feeling you don't care what the source is you're just you know you're right there in 1985 in the theater when you were a kid 
So I, I, I will give it that. It, di- it does stick the landing where you walk out in a good mood. Mm. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, everything uh, about musicals that give me trepidation and make me not want to go see a musical, Back to the Future is that. <laughs> so yeah. I love it. For me, it, uh, yeah. 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 it also yeah. didn't, for me, like the the musical style that they chose to go with instead of 80s music or uh, for the most part, Back to the Future soundtrack music. Uh, it was like they did it in like the 50s because, you know, it's always mostly set in the 50s. So it was like 50s style music, which I have an eclectic taste. Uh, but this particular musical uh, song list was not really my taste. Like like Chris said, like the last third, I would say the last half because the the big number right before intermission, I thought was really good. And none of it was bad, but it was it wasn't it didn't hit it didn't hit for me. Mm. None of the music was bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll probably get the soundtrack on vinyl while we're there because Rennie collects vinyl now. Um, Chris, I I just thought of this. Uh, you, you don't like that type of musical? I think what you'd like is Spam a Lot, which is oh, the Monty no. Python musical. <laughs> yeah, but the whole musical, that. the whole musical makes fun of musicals, right? So you might get a kick out of it. But it's like watching something that's doing the thing that you don't like, but just making fun of the thing you don't like. There's even a song that's the song that goes on too long. Yep. The song that goes on too long. Yeah. The song that goes like this, different things. Yeah. So, but um, I I have been trying to get Chris to watch Hamilton for Hamilton. I, you know what? I think I might like Hamilton if Hamilton, I think probably has much more kin with, the connector the con- than it does back to yeah. the future. It, you would, yeah. you really like, I, again, I wouldn't, I would, wouldn't recommend it if I didn't think you'd like it. Yeah. I think you would and like you know, like, like I said, I, I have seen musicals that I liked. And usually when I watch a musical episode of something, I turn out to really like it, even though I go and kicking and screaming most of the time. So <laughs> I, you know, I, I have been known to like musicals. I just, you know, it, if I'm going to think of a genre that I want to see first, <laughs> it's never a music. <laughs> That's so. But Back Unless to the Future, you got to see it. Back to the Future. And, and Scott Bakula, got to see it. Albie, yeah. I, I would suggest that if you're going to get it on vinyl, get it from Amazon because it, they're going to charge you like three times as much uh, in that gift shop, and it's the same thing. Mm. Um, Is it gonna, the same one? Yes. Yes. If you're going to buy okay. the, the CD or the like the book, they have like a making of book, um, any of the like the media, don't get it there because they're going to charge a lot more for it. Any okay. of the stuff that's it's, exclusive, well, it's yeah. Any of the it's good to know it's the stuff, same. It's the same. Um, because like we looked at that and we were like, nope, we will get it elsewhere. But that's why we got the t-shirts, because we knew like any if you're gonna buy that elsewhere, it's gonna be a knockoff. Um right. but uh but I I I uh my my sentiments echo both these guys as far as like um what I thought about the Back to the Future musical. I thought that um you know, for a Broadway musical, yes, like the special effects were outstanding. Um, the, I, I've listened to the soundtrack since, um, like at home and it's growing on me, but at the time it was like, right from the start, I was like, I liked the connector better. Um, (laughs) I was like, because that stands on its own. It doesn't need to like, it's not just the back of the future musical. You already know what it is going in. It's a fun romp. Mm -hmm. It's something that's like, you know, it's a nostalgia trip. Um, it's something that you're, you're going to see because you know what it is already. Um, it's, it's, you know, 
the 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 characters are caricatures of themselves um so you know you're basically watching like a big a giant cartoon show on stage sort of you know um Mm -hmm. so it's it's fun um but it's not really serious and it's not supposed to be Mm -hmm. but i mean like you know even like the the sentimental bits that make like back to the future so good seemed rushed they seemed you know especially in the beginning like it was like it was just kind of like a everything that happened up to like where marty goes back in time like it just seemed like kind of like a previously on it was like yeah 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 you know this Mm -hmm. you know this you know this you know this okay he went back Mm -hmm. in time now the musical starts it wasn't even Mm -hmm. like you know that's kind of like what chris was saying like if you didn't already know what was going on you'd just be like what's happened what what just happened (laughs) so um but you know and and what chris said like at the end like everything that happens like the 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 climax of the whole movie like that felt like back to the future and the special effects make you feel like you were really there and that is like what you're you're going to see like that that's why you're going there (laughs) does marty's arm start to disappear (laughs) <laughs> kind of they, they find right. ways to make things yeah to they okay yeah they they, they I, find I, creative I, ways to make things happen that yeah that in certain thing in certain certain scenes that that i i found very creative the way they did it awesome so before chris before i buy tickets to back to future uh were the seats uh we we thought about were those the best seats in the house you know, you John and Suzanne can speak to this. I thought that we were just a little too close. Yeah. I think that row five would have been like the sweet spot. Yeah. I think two more rows back would have been perfect. I think for for viewing purposes, a couple of rows back probably would have been better. But I can I can tell you I made contact with uh like eye contact with uh Marty McFly several times throughout the show. <laughs> and at the end uh, yeah. I, I, I'm standing up. I'm clapping like you nailed it. He's like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I, and like you saying, like the 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 play is like it's not serious. That's entirely correct. Like they spent a lot of time. Uh, like you could like they were they were trying to make each other laugh on stage. Mm-hmm. Like Doc Brown got um, Marty to 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 break a, a few times <laughs> during the show. They played it off, but like, yeah, and like that's the stuff. Like, once you know that's what you're going in for, once you know that this is a silly, silly cotton candy show, mm. then you can enjoy it as such. Mm. You know, <laughs> leave your connector mindset at the door. Right. Don't even. You know that that's a good point because now that you guys are speaking about it, I'm actually, because I had such a nice time that night. I'm thinking, okay, I'll be, I'll go again. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. That would be great. Uh, I'm just thinking at 11 years old, seeing Back to the Future the musical on Broadway. That's going to be something she remembers forever. So yeah, I just want to get sure. her the right seat and everything. So the yeah. shirts. Yeah, we'll, we'll do. That. Yeah, I, I, the, yeah. Then I would I would move a few rows back. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. But, cool. Cool. Uh, I just tried to get the best ones, so hopefully that worked out. Okay, uh, that sounds like a great night. How did it wrap up? How did how did the like just right before the credits? How did how did that go on the after you left the the theater, Back to the Future theater? Well, this was the thing. John had a train back to DC, mm. and it was the last train out. And it was so. This is what we decided. 
either you're going to make a train or you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't, you can come back to my house and then we'll get you back to the station in the morning, the whole nine. Um, so unfortunately, because we got out, we had 20 minutes, 25 well, minutes. Yeah. So my, my, my train out was, I want to say 1115 and the show ended at 1035. So, wow. you know, say five minutes to get out of the theater. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, yeah. and actually that's, it's five to 10. Cause you know, it's crowded, you know, yeah. we had to make our way. We were in the third row. So we had to, you know, make our way. I had to, I had to grab this. <laughs> uh, so they were just like, bye. See ya. You know, we, we, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah, it, was, it, was it, was a real, very, it was a really rushed goodbye. Yeah. It was a very perfunctory, yeah. uh, no chance for I photos. The, no chance for hugs. Didn't even do that. <laughs> no yeah. chance for photos. No, and, had we and, honestly, and the funny thing, Suzanne, had we done that, John wouldn't have made it. Yes, oh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so we're <laughs> so we're booking it, uh, and Chris is like, of course, like Chris knows, like you know where to go. He's like, okay, we'll go there. We'll go there. We'll go there. We'll get on the train, and so we we uh, we get on the train, uh, we get on the subway. You know, it's like two, three stops, we get out and we basically have to run kind of to the other side of a Penn station. And I'm not going to say like between the two of us, I would have thought I'm in better shape. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little younger, you know, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little slimmer, (laughs) man. You would have thought, you know, Usain the Philippus over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, how the hell? Because because like we're running, like we're running together. And then he just starts to get ahead of me, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I need to. I'm 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 starting to peter out. Surely he's going to peter out. So I'm like, no, he's gone. <laughs> not like I mean, I can still see him, but like he's he's not slowing down. I'm like, what the f- <laughs> how? And then I remember, you know, it's like a, it's like a it's like a it's like a movie flashback <laughs> at the at the beginning of the night. He's like, "Yeah, I only carry a money clip." Right. And, is, <laughs> and meanwhile, I've got this forty pound bag of equipment. <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, here we go." So so we we get there. Uh, like I said, he's, he's, he, I stay in sight. I stay in sight, and he's never too far ahead of me. Uh, I catch up with him. I'm out of breath. Uh, you know, go downstairs to the train. I get on, and it's it's maybe two minutes, two or three minutes left. Gosh. So, also also not a you know we didn't we didn't get a sentimental goodbye either. It's like all right, see you, all right, good to see you. We're like looking at each other through the window like a Disney movie. Oh I, I was just picturing, I was just picturing like uh, you know the beginning of Home Alone. You know, and they're all running to the airport. <laughs> it was that. It was that. Uh, I was thinking so I the end of a World War II movie with the steam coming out of the bottom of the train <laughs> and just like, like, like your fingers just lingering together yeah. as long as possible out the window. Yes. It, it was a, it was a steam powered. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Chris, I don't know what Chris did after I left. What's your, what's your, what's your epilogue, Chris? Oh, my epilogue was, um, I just walked cause you left from Moynihan. I just walked back over to Penn. And uh, my train was 10 minutes after that, not even. Where I almost got in trouble was when I got to Jamaica, um, they didn't really announce where my connecting train was. And I literally found it 
the minute that it was supposed to leave. I go up, the doors are closed and I'm right by the first car and I'm just knocking a little bit. And I guess the conductor saw me because he opened just that door and he let me on. Aww. And literally after that door closed, the train started moving. So I got home. I got home earlier than I usually do from the opera. So, wow. you know, for me, it was pretty seamless. And the conductor said, Chris, is that you? I recognize your voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Big fan. Big, big fan. fan. Big fan. So, yeah, no, I mean, it was just an uneventful ride home from the city for me. <laughs> That's all. Uh, what about you, uh, Suzanne? What about you and Ray? Uh, we just uh, walked back to Penn Station, uh, waited for the train. But, of course, it had, by the time we got home, gosh, I mean, like, I think I got in like 2.30 because, you know, it's like it took like I, it was probably, you know, at that point no express trains were leaving so it was like every stop so I, it didn't seem that long but yeah by the time we got home and then drove from the station yeah i think i got in at like 2 30 and, and in the meantime my husband was like your dog missed you and um mm. and then uh she she doesn't know what to do without me um she's actually laying at my feet right now but uh um she wound up like uh uh peeing on our bed while uh, I was gone because she... <laughs> wow. that's some anxiety right there yeah. Yeah. Aww. I hope that was worth it oh uh, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so... well meet Scott Bakula yeah anything's worth it exactly know. yes yeah. so um yeah I wound up he my husband stripped the bed and um but I couldn't we well we um we use plastic sheets for you know the kid and the dog but um I didn't want to put the dog on the bed without the sheets so we went up sleeping on the couch <laughs> that night <laughs> oh well but you know it was worth it it was worth yeah. it <laughs> and i wound up staying up and chatting with albie while i was trying to do the laundry <laughs> sending mm -hmm. him the videos oh, cool. and <laughs> oh, oh yeah i was enjoying vicariously through all of you mm -hmm. so. yes uh, okay uh i think uh final thoughts and ratings on the connector starring scott bacula on broadway uh, now extended till March 17th. Link below. Get your tickets. See Scott Bakula live so you'll have your, your own story about how you met Scott or saw Scott in person anyway. Uh, hopefully uh, Serenity gets to meet Scott. Working on that. Um, mm. Let's start with uh, John. Final thoughts and out of five rating for The Connector. Uh, I mean, it's like it's not going to be a surprise. I, I'm, I'm, I'm raving about this play. I loved this play. I love Scott in it. I loved all of the actors. Phenomenal. The writing was impeccable. Um, I'm going to give it, uh, I give it 10 Scrabble tiles out of five. Ooh, 10 Ooh. out of five. Not it's bad. very apropos. Suzanne, uh, out of five rating and final thoughts for the connector. And remember to use objects, silly objects, maybe from the musical itself. Um, I absolutely loved it. Um, I, I would go, if I could, if I could afford it, if I lived even closer, I'd probably go see it 10 more times. Um, so I will give it 10 connector tickets out of five. <laughs> wow. And Chris bringing it home. Oh, I mean, I, I splunge. We, I'm going to say the same thing. Um, and Again, I had the highest bar, I think, because I go in prejudice against musicals and 
here we are and it's just like this phenomenal experience and like nothing I've ever seen before. And I'm thinking like anybody would enjoy this. It's really, really good. It's just a funky, um, esoteric, well put together, you know, just feast. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, um, I'm going to give it 10 signed mirror image <laughs> prints out of, wow. out of five. Uh, I don't know. Because my camera's not on, but if you can see that, yeah, we can see it. Yeah, there you go. And that Scott is amazing. That so yeah, so that's what I got, and I'm going to frame this and hang it up in my library. Wow, so, so cool. Doesn't get better than that. Mm-hmm. No, no. So thank you, Albie, for um, you know being instrumental in getting this all together. I'm sorry you couldn't experience it with us. Thank you, JD. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, everybody. Um, who helped us, you know, really have this experience because it was, you know, like kind of a, like a once in a lifetime night. It was like the perfect synthesis of so many things. And uh, it, yeah, just like a cherished, cherished memory. I'm going to, I'm going to echo that because like, unlike the rest of you, you guys planned for this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like you made plans. You're like, uh, okay, let's make this, do this, let's do this. Like, I'm going to get the tickets. I'm going to like, we'll, we'll coordinate. This was this was a this was a beautiful, random, unexpected gift from the universe, and <laughs> like you know, I, I I can't thank you guys enough for uh, for uh, having me be a part of it. You you, you mean you... the show in general, actually, <laughs> the, the whole Quantum Leap podcast in general, but but definitely like uh, that night. Yeah, I mean, you weren't like sitting there at noon when the tickets went on sale, refreshing, refresh, refresh. <laughs> like, I, was. I was not. <laughs> Oh, I just it was. But 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 you knew you were going. That's what I'm saying. No, like, I know. I know. Even, I'm just saying. I, I, no, I'm saying. But like I, I had mentioned that earlier. I was just like I was shaking when I like, got the tickets. I was like, oh my gosh. And even then, <laughs> like when they finally showed up on the screen, there was already ones that were sold out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> so excited, and it was so good, and it was so worth it. And I'm so glad that I got to like share it with friends and and meet you guys and um i would i would do it again in a heartbeat it was so much fun awesome that's what makes you cool john you don't have to plan ahead you just go yeah i'll hop a train (laughs) see two musicals in one day whatever (laughs) yeah because that happens all the time right well now that you know my regular thursday night never know i make a lot of plans i can't do so you never know you might be going again Oh, I, and I have to thank you, LB, for uh, for for not being able to go so that I could. <laughs> no problem. I, I left the decision to Christopher who gets what. I said, make sure people that want to see this gets to go. So well, thank you, Chris. Out. Yes, thank you, Chris. My pleasure. Chris is the man. Uh, but before we go, I want to mention I saw Stacy's uh, meet and greet video that she had posted, and I thought uh, it was something really sweet. She had uh, Matt Dale's Beyond the Mirror Image, one of them. Uh, signed by Scott, and she was talking to Scott, and she said, uh, you know, this is Matt Dale's book. Uh, Unfortunately, he passed away on Christmas, and Scott said, oh, yeah, I heard about that. And when I heard that, I thought, oh, my goodness, Matt would have felt, one, like it was inconvenience and bothering (laughs) Scott that (laughs) Scott just heard about it. But it it was also cool that that, uh, after all the hard work that Matt did throughout his life, that uh, Scott heard about that. So it, it was touching. And I just thought that was a nice little bow on the end of that night from what I saw from afar. Um, Thank you for helping us. Absolutely.
There's a book coming. Hi. Okay. What is it called? Hmm, the book? Yeah. This is Beyond the Mirror Image by Matt Dale. Okay. Sadly, it's no longer with us. I'm sorry. Yeah, passed away on Christmas. Let there be like. Very sad. Yeah. But, um, you got the book. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for being here. That's the first I'm hearing of this. How wonderful. I, I I heard it when she said it, and I didn't, I didn't think to mention it, but yeah, that's that that's exactly what yeah. Mm -hmm. that but just got saying, oh yeah, I heard about that. Oh, it's mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so for the Quantum Leap podcast, Quantum Leap After Show after the connector, I'm Albie. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Suzanne. And we'll see you next time.